1: Chat for the week of... What week is it? I don't even know. June 29th, 2016. <laughs> I'm still in a post-E3 time warp, and this is your favorite Nintendo podcast on IGN. My name is Jose Otero. I'm joined once again by Brian Altano. What's up? By Pierre Schneider. Hello. And a couple of quick plugs for you. First of all, don't forget, uh, NBC has a YouTube channel. You can find us by searching youtube.com slash Nintendo Voice Chat. Just do that. You'll find us really quickly. Uh, surprise! We have a live show coming up on July 7th. What? We're very sorry for the... right back. Short notice uh, mm-hmm. to anyone who's interested in coming, but it is will not be live streamed. It is only going to be recorded live at IGN, and then we're going to put it out. Um, but there may be prizes associated for people who were not here. So just because you can't come doesn't mean you may not have a chance to win something. I'll expand on that next week
2: when we have one mm-hmm. more week to go. So it's basically it's a meet and greet right in our offices here mm-hmm. at IGN, six thirty to nine o'clock, July seventh, July seventh, six thirty in the evening. There is a link on the website. You got to sign up for it because. There's limited space, right? Eventbrite.com. Um, it's yeah. free. Um, we'll have it in the notes for this episode as well. And you can say hi to us, and we'll do a live episode for you, and you can ask questions it's and here, all that.
3: It's here in San Francisco, so if you live in California or within driving distance of anything, take the afternoon off, come see your friends at NBC, come hang out with us, win prizes, eat food. I think, is there, is there food?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah food. you get free food, and uh, there's no excuse. Yeah, and you and, can say hi to us. And if you're not yeah. old
3: enough, bring your parents. Yeah. We'll
2: please bring your parents. With NBC,
3: Nintendo your stuff. parents help you set it up.
1: <laughs> just, just like your first Nintendo. Um, more importantly, uh, sorry for the last minute notice. Sometimes these things happen. We've been wanting to get better at this, and this is actually the third time that we haven't. So I just want to throw a <laughs> sincere apology out to you. We want to get better. Please understand. Like a flash
2: mob, kind um, of. Like a, yeah, but we are very like appreciative that,
1: yeah. to those yeah. who have shown up because the other three times we've done this, there has there has been a very passionate uh, community that has shown up and we're thankful for that Mm -hmm. and we don't want to act like at the same time folks who live further away we don't want you here. obviously we do we will get better i promise um so let's move forward we have a big show for you this week um i'm not kidding around so first we're going to go through some quick preview impressions because we should get them out of the way then we're going to kick over to post e3 and nintendo impressions talk a little bit about our experiences with Zelda, which we didn't really get to talk about on the Trinion episode because everything was still so fresh. Mm-hmm. And I feel like after E3, we all kind of spent a lot of time thinking about this game. I know I did. Uh, and just Nintendo in general, where they are in the marketplace. And then lastly, uh, we're going to switch over to news. But then after that, we have a break, and we're going to come back with Pokemon Go impressions because the field test has ended, but IGN was able to get in. And so I'll be joined, hopefully, by Callie Pluggy, Miranda, Sanchez, and... I hope he can make it. Andrew Goldfarb, who had to go somewhere but is willing to come back to record that. All right, let's go through the preview lightning round. Uh, Real quick thing to point out, we will be going more in-depth on this next game next week, But Tokyo Mirage Sessions. The review is finally up on IGN. We apologize for the wait. Full disclosure, we had a freelancer uh, basically assigned this review before E3, and the week the assignment was due, this person bailed out. It was very unfortunate, also very messed up honestly because someone else had to pick up the pieces and try and get that thing done and out the door Mm -hmm. so that's why you had to wait yeah and if you want to break into the games industry don't, don't do, do that. that. Yeah, please don't do that. Um, yeah, this was really uh, unfortunate. And, yeah, uh, as a result, we'll probably will not be working with this person again. Um, and it sometimes happens. I mean, you've been here long enough. You've seen this before.
2: Yeah. Look, there are all sorts of reasons for why somebody can't get an assignment done. And mm-hmm. they are good reasons, too.
1: Um, yeah, sure. Yeah.
2: But I don't know if this was a good reason.
1: I was not a good reason, in my opinion. But I'm not going to do right. that on here. But so I'm instead, I'm I can tell salty. you that I, yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm salty. Uh, Tokyo Mirage cool. Sessions, what I can tell you is I played the first Hour and I have come around on the game itself. Um, big big surprise, the, the Otero flop has happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> called it. Yeah, you did not call, Jack. I totally uh, called so it. you didn't like it at first? I was concerned because I didn't have a great picture of what it was. If you remember leading into uh, the Nintendo Directs that showed it and even E3 last year, it was this game that featured a lot of, in my opinion, mediocre J-pop. Um And then as the pictures become clearer, Nintendo has done a better job, first of all, of showing what what the combat and and game is through trailers, but then sitting down to play it, I'm going to say up front, like I'm not into the idle Japanese recording industry diva subculture thing that is part of this game. I respect folks who like that. I like the battle segments themselves. I think the sessions are brilliant. So and in- I hear that they expand on that idea throughout the game in ways that interest me. I know in the first hour, I think they do a good job of getting me started. Like every Persona slash Shimigami Tensei, it takes a little bit to
3: get started. Right. So in a, in, a, in a tweet, what is this game? Because I still um, don't really know.
1: In a tweet, this is—I mean, it's a JRPG focused on, on on yeah on life in Japan that okay. has Fire Emblem and Shimagami Tensei elements. Got it. Okay. On the I'm, cover, it looks more Persona than I think hmm. SMT ever has. It's you, you just colorful. did a better
3: job of explaining that game to me than anyone has in the months of me knowing about it, this game. It's
2: like when uh-huh. you because all the trailers only focused on like, the, the, Japanese early songs, songs. Yeah. the Japanese songs, Japanese yeah. songs and the music and everything, and so it looked more like a it looked more like a dance. Game. Game, right, know? that's exactly like, what I thought yeah, it was. Yeah. But, but when you play the game, you're exploring, yeah. you're battling, you're, you so, know, you've got characters interacting. Yeah, they do talking. some
1: clever things with the touch screen, which I like on the, on the gamepad. Uh, you, you basically, your character will get text messages and they will unfold only on the gamepad and you'll tap to kind of see what the next response is. And I, and I like that, uh, feature just because you, they're optional. You don't have to go through it. it doesn't take up space on the screen. It's something that you can do while doing something else. Um, in terms of the first hour, uh, it takes a little bit to get going, but basically a, a, a sort of idle competition goes awry, uh, and some monsters come out and start possessing people, and folks start disappearing. It's very mysterious. But then uh, they teach you the intricacies of the battle system, which Andrew Goldfarb did a good job of explaining when he previewed it, I want to say a month ago. Um, so the way battles play out are sessions, and basically the way – enemies sort of react to weaknesses, you can also build up these combination attacks called sessions. So let's say, for example, I have a a physical-based attack that you, over time, because I leveled you as a character, your character has an immediate response to that attack. So it's like a chain. So if I attack towards an enemy that is weak towards this physical attack. Because I did that, your character will auto-attack on the next turn and immediately hit that guy as well. Oh, so we basically got double the damage for planning. That affects um, elemental attacks. That affects physical attacks. And it's a really clever way of you kind of planning out how a battle will play because Shimagami Tensei is also, at least in my experience, that game is ruthless. Like, there are weakness attacks that will obliterate an enemy and vice versa. If your character is weak towards lightning, the enemy will come at you with like lightning attacks and right. just rip you.
3: Um, now this is a Wii U exclusive game, right? It yep. is. And it yeah. does some like pretty interesting stuff with the touch screen or uh, with it with the second screen. Yeah. I, like I said, the text message stuff was, was at
1: least the first hour what I liked the most about it. I yeah. mean, otherwise it's, it's sort of your, your map. I love, um, just the aesthetic and the art. I think the art, they actually did a fantastic job. Um, I really like, uh, for example, when you bring up the menu screen, every member, of, so they show sort of a field and they show the main character. He's like laying down on the grass looking up at the camera. It's a little creepy, but he's mm-hmm. looking sort of at you through the TV. As you get more party members, more people are laying on the grass with them just like – you know, like posing. And so this whole area just fills up over the course of the game. And it's an, it's a neat way to show off progression of, yeah. of your party as they're growing and as people are changing. Uh, talking to Andrew, it doesn't have the social link stuff that Persona has, but that's a very Persona idea. Right. You know, sort of maintaining a social calendar, who you hang out with affects certain stat attributes and things like that. Um, but I got through the first boss. I thought it was very cool. Um, I had a party of like three or four characters um, and I was just ready for the next step. Again, my, my only reservation and the, and the thing that holds me back is just, I'm just not, I li- I love Japanese culture and I love Japanese games. Yeah. But the idle stuff just doesn't really do
3: much for me. Well, it sounds like you're really into a lot of the systems, but the aesthetic is just something that... Yeah, it's like,
4: contemporary
1: and it's fun yeah. and it has a lot of fun with those ideas and it's, I would not besmirch it for that. It's, it's fun.
3: pretty funny, I was, you know, we were
2: talking about the, the TV show Westworld. Uh, mm-hmm. earlier which is coming to HBO later this uh, this year and like there are there are definitely these genres and like the Dark Tower too right like yeah. they're making the Dark Tower movies and the studios are really worried about the western theme in entertainment right now because mm-hmm. it turns people off right so yeah. they're pushing the sci-fi angle for those shows yeah. more, and they're doing contemporary they're starting the Dark Tower in the middle of the story so you see New York and, like I think it's really interesting because this game could have benefited from a little bit of a different promotion because I think once people play it they'll like it even yeah. if and not yeah. into like pop uh, into Japanese diva pop culture, J-pop yeah, idols, and, idols yeah. and stuff, because there's a strong game there. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and that's I, I, w- and I was worried that, that th- that's how it would
1: be. Yeah, yeah and it's a thing through the whole thing. Like there is a character in the party who that is her dream to become a diva. She has a sister who is an, uh, excuse me, an idol. Uh, she has a sister who was one. It uh, starts off with a competition where they're trying mm-hmm. to discover the next idol, the next talent. um And again, it's it's delivered in a cute enough way, but um, just just not in a way that at least I myself have been yeah, drawn I, to. I
3: feel like I passed on like a hundred things a year because of that aesthetic that yep. might have something interesting or uh, a really good system underneath it all. Mm-hmm. But I just see that aesthetic, and I'm immediately reminded of the avatars of the most of the people that say mean things to me on Twitter. And I'm like, well, <laughs> the eggs, the <laughs> eggs <laughs> that come uh, a No, the eggs usually get their first picture, and it's, yeah. a, it's an anime character. Yeah. Aww, come on. So, don't uh, hold it next, yeah, well, I, well, <laughs> I know people. I'm not.
1: Um, so next week we'll have uh, a much deeper conversation about that as I put more time in, and we'll have folks from the office who also put in more time on it. Uh, next on the list is Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yeah. So Marty uh, loved it. Yeah. He yeah, gave 9 it out of a, 10. 9 out of 10. Uh, amazing, as we said in the brainstorm session for uh, <laughs> the subject. We had it was very punny, we had a very punny, Mas, very corny...
3: Yeah. I told them to give uh, it a 10 so we could say a, Kylo 10. No, oh, the
1: God. other 10 was a masterpiece. <laughs> it was like, no. Oh. Yeah, it was every bad mo- No, but we ended up with, uh, I like that Wookiee, which I thought was really cute. Yeah. Um, I just wish they would have used more Chewbacca at that point. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I'm,
3: I'm playing it myself right now. You're playing it as well. Oh, yeah, I love it. I mean, so I'm, I've always been a big fan of the LEGO games and this one is, um, in many ways a return to form and also, uh, some of the best evolution of this franchise yet. Mm. Um, They added a lot of weird new stuff that, like, totally works. It's kind of like, they added a cover system, sort of like Gears of War, but it's, like, kind of like babies. For babies? Yeah, it's, like, my first cover system, but it works. It's fun. It shakes Mm. it up from just, like, running around smashing things. Uh, So you can do the real hall fights like in the Star Wars movies, right? Mm -hmm. Where you wait and shoot. Yeah, they added um, this sort of, like, Star Fox-esque dogfighting that, um, in many ways, is much simpler than Star Fox, and in many other ways, kind of Functions better than Star Fox just cause it's, it's simple. Uh, it's mm-hmm. very straightforward. The yeah. graphics are gorgeous. Uh, it does <laughs> this great mix between, um, sort of taking the toys and, and mixing them in with, uh, pre-rendered backgrounds that like look like real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does some very interesting things. Like it starts on the Battle of Endor. -hmm. So, you, it immediately connects you to the original trilogy characters, and throughout the game you can unlock these, um, Han Solo and Carbonite icons that unlock original trilogy characters. That's basically how you're freeing all the old cast. Mm -hmm. There's like something like 200 characters in the game. Uh, if you're into Lego and you like Star Wars, uh, those things, Micro Fighters, who are like those little, those little kits that are like 10 bucks each, they're all unlockable in the game. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so in terms of like finding collectibles and unlockables, super fun, really awesome. Multiplayer is really good. It still does that weird sort of like, um, dynamic splits. split screen thing. It's yeah, like yeah. a diagonal. To keep like, up. You can, yeah.
2: if it's like Lego Dimensions, you can actually customize that. You can oh, interesting. It, you can, you can lock it in
3: if you that's want. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I want to check, check it out. Check there. The um, and it actually, it does a really good job of mixing the movie dialogue with the pantomiming and with yeah. brand new dialogue that they got they got the entire cast to record. Um, mm. I usually I was a little turned off by hearing like movie dialogue in those games because it doesn't fit like the idea of this cartoon character character pulling out a banana instead of a gun and saying yeah. something Oh, and menacing. that
1: happens, by the way. It's hilarious. Oh, you yeah. see, like, stormtroopers on the way down. They take oh, out that's a banana. That running gag. gag yeah. is the yeah. banana. Very yeah. early yeah.
3: on, you blow up the, the the Death Star at the end of Return of the Jedi, and you see this bathtub shootout with two stormtroopers who are bathing each other, and yeah. their helmets blow off, and a rubber ducky floats into space. Aww. and then Luke a lot skywalker tries ducky grab it. too, by the way. Yeah, that's you. It's just yeah. one of their weird things. Um, it's goofy. It's fun. It's beautiful. It's, like, one of the more robust uh, games on, on uh, third-party games on Wii U right now? Yeah. I was ignoring I it. No, I was, don't. No, I was trying to don't. not play it. You no. need to, yeah. No, no but, I, I don't even like Lego games. Is. I yeah. have to
1: say, like, I've tried Lego games. I've tried to like Lego games before and have not liked them. Yeah. Um I even tried uh the one of the last ones, which was the Marvel one. Yeah. And I was just very turned off by it. I was like, mm. I'm not enjoying it. And
3: you're this. a big Marvel fan, right? Uh, f-
1: for the most part. Mm, most yeah, yes so, so, no. I mean so, I'm not I, I can't
3: confess like I have that's I the thing, I love the comics or anything. I was saying this on 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 Beyond. Like I'm a big fan uh I like Marvel, but I'm not like crazy it i like dc i like batman but like once you get into like the seventh eighth tenth string characters on the on those shows and, and lore yeah. i don't really care like i 100 percented lego jurassic world but like i don't care about any of the characters you unlock sure. in that game but in this game like in the fourth mission they gave me the option to ride on the Luga beast which is that uh big robot uh elephant-looking thing. Yeah, that, the one that uh, almost that
1: took away B.B.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Or the half-a-bore,
3: which is that big, fat boar that is drinking. that that the Yeah. The fart boar. The fart boar. Yeah. And uh the fart boar. <laughs> he actually doesn't fart in the movie. If that was a prequel, he would have. J.J. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Abrams just shows his butt and he doesn't just fart. Just, what a weird Whoa. sentence. Yeah. But they give you the option of riding on both of those things. And uh, it's I'm like, as a big Star Wars nerd, I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah. Like, I'm getting to play this movie that I really love. It's got a bunch of original trilogy stuff. It's got all these little minifigs I'm unlocking based on characters that so, I enjoy. So
1: one thing you haven't mentioned that I think hooked me the most is this multi-build idea.
3: Yeah. So prior
1: prior Lego games, puzzle solving became break something and then you rebuild yeah. this one puzzle you we'll need to the solve top. the puzzle. Um, and to me, that was never that interesting. It's like it's a great kid friendly idea, and I think it just keeps makes those keeps those games simple and family friendly, so you don't have to be a huge gamer. But I was always turned off by them because I'm just like, this this felt so simple. So there's this idea that when you break a pile of bricks, you have multiple things you can make. And in some cases, in order to solve the puzzle, you have to build a specific thing first. So there is some discovery of, oh wait, I need this first yeah. and break oh, well, that's it again. Good. Yeah. set that up there, let me put this over here. You can also build different weapons that you can decide yep. to end up using i love that and you mentioned this part i love that it starts at the end of return of the jedi yeah because that was the curveball i did not expect and marty pointed something out to me that probably makes sense is the best reason why to do that is because you don't get a lightsaber in you don't see a lightsaber in the force awakens until nearly halfway through that movie yeah mm. whereas you can start with like here's Darth vader Darth vader versus luke skywalker versus uh palpatine
3: yeah by the way lego palpatine totes adorbs, whatever yeah, that means. He's great, he's like, great. He's, no, he's but great. even the, yeah, even the fantastic. scene right before that, cause mm-hmm. it, it, it lets you play the second half of Return of the Jedi. So everything from the Battle of Endor on to the Millennium Falcon going through space and the big mm-hmm. battle between, the, you know, Father and Son and the Holy Spirit or whatever you want to call Palpatine wow. in that scenario. <laughs> and, uh, there's this really charming scene where you play as Wicket and he has to wake up three Ewoks and all, yeah, and all four of you go to the top of this hill and push this thing and you just see four fat-butted little Ewoks with their little mini figs, and they're just like wiggling and pushing this block down, and I'm like, this is so great. Like, mm. I, It's just such a charming, <laughs> wonderful, fun game, mm. and I I just, I'm so happy That's cool. that LEGO Star right, Wars is back. Do fine. it! you need to. Just, get to. just, just give, uh, give yourself did, to the LEGO gods. What? In traditional <laughs> fashion, I always play this game on a console, and I also play the, the handheld version, because these are always like slightly different, yeah. and so I started the 3DS version this morning. Uh, obviously a visual downgrade from the console stuff, but it still looks really good, and I think that the LEGO games, specifically on 3DS are some of the better looking games because Mm -hmm. it plays into that inherent blockiness yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, and anti-aliasing that kind of happens yeah, how on... how is that? So, so you're it works. feeling it? It, yeah, works. it works. It works. It's like, it's it's smaller scale. The levels are redesigned. Um, and the good thing about it is that you're not dealing with season passes or GameStop exclusive par- character packs. Or, what about my gold Legos? Yeah, all, so that, my Go Legos? all that junk. You don't have to worry about any of that. The okay. game's 29.99, which is cheaper than most 3DS games. Oh, so yeah, yeah, check that out. It's cool.
1: I'm just a sucker too for any any
3: video game that has a Millennium Falcon
1: in it. I have to play that stage and I got up to that point last night. This, this is the, this is the first it. video
3: game with a playable BB-8. How cool is uh, that? Yeah, no, yeah. that
1: that is really rad. And it was worth the wait. Like, I feel like yeah. tr- maybe trying to rush this game for the, the movie launch would have, like, I tried Disney Infinity, uh, not to, you know, speak ill of, I mean, you know, RIP, because that franchise has been retired. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I felt like the stuff that they launched on day one for the film didn't satisfy me to the level that this is. Mm-hmm. And I think, Honestly, what I want to guess is part of the reason is that they had time. They said, you have until late June to deliver this. Let's, let's make sure it's a good one. And it ended up being one. I, I, thought,
2: yeah. I find in general, right, like the, generally targeting the streaming or Blu-ray, whatever release, um, for movies, seems like a, a better approach from the get-go. You yeah, know, that extra time—if it—if the movie's a hit, you know, people will come out for the game then. Still, so. yeah. well, like I he, always in the past, we we got so many movie licensed games. Yeah, and they, was, were day day the movies, and they were released. Remember the Phantom Menace? PS One game, like PS
1: One game, it was awful. Oh, they, it was so bad. One
3: of the greatest. Mm. First of all, if you want to play a Star Wars video game that was rushed to meet The Force Awakens in theaters, Star Wars Battlefront exists, and mm. as you can see, that turned out kind of thin for a lot of people mm-hmm. but also goldeneye is one of the greatest movie-based video games of all time and it came out two years <laughs> after the the vhs release <laughs> two years i, never I didn't even <laughs> know there was a movie when that game came out i was yeah. like what was that i never um, thought we'd talk about
1: vhs on this show <laughs> for kids at home vhs man. uh google it you will be shocked what does it stand for I don't even know. VHS?
2: Video. Did, we don't even, know. We, we don't even know. we don't even know. What the heck no. does VHS? Good question. Wow. I don't know either. Vehicular system? Right? Video hi-fi system or something. Really? Yeah, something it's like that. It's been so long. You know, we have phones. You guys yeah. can check anyway, this Anyway, movies used to
3: come on large rectangular cassettes. blocks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like bigger cassettes than what your parents used to put in their radios. But and let's you had rewind them. them. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right. So let's uh to, just to wrap up uh games where we've played or have been playing. Mighty no oh wait video home system oh, I knew it I knew that was good. Right, right. okay nice. so uh, that was all my right. guess keep going Mighty number no. 9 yeah. uh notice it all came down again I was excited Aww. for a second that Mighty number no. 9 came out and unfortunately it is not the reimagining or rebirth of Mega Man yeah. we were hoping for uh it's, it, this has been a real sad story for me cuz I was at The packs where this was announced. I was one of the people uh, in like the first row on the right. I think Mm -hmm. Mitch
2: was with us. That means nobody else could see anything. Yeah, that's right. Everyone behind me was like, "I hate you."
1: (sighs) Um, But. Yeah, to to have been at that event and to have been so excited and then to see the final product, which at the end of the day has cool ideas. I think the boosting thing that they're going for, yeah, this speed sort of take on on uh, on Mega Man, where you have to chain these attacks and absorb these abilities quickly, is a smart one, but. Put, trying to make this game across ten platforms definitely looks like it was a mistake. For it didn't them. work for them. Yeah. No. Definitely I, I think was that like,
3: even just a, inherently from a d- design perspective of this game, it just has some issues. Um, not even in the degradation of art that we saw happen from like the original concept pitch to the first screenshots to yeah. what we well, actually have even the have first now. demo they had, the, yeah. the first like tech demo of it was but much better looking than what came out. It's also just like, it's kind of a hollow, vapid, empty, kind of soulless feeling game. And it's, it, at the same time, incredibly chatty, talkative mm, the entire time. No, I feel like the
1: soul's there. I just feel like it doesn't come out enough. Like, it yeah. just kind of peeks out. Because the graphics, I mean, no offense to the folks who worked on this game, but this does look like this was my first game made in Unreal. Yeah. What is this, 3 or 4? Like, who knows? My first Unreal game is how the art looks to me. And that's mm. sad. Like, hardly anything has shadows. And the presentation is going for that nostalgia play. So, like, no one's mouth moves when they talk. But you know what? Compare this to Shovel Knight, which was absolutely going for nostalgia, but playing on the memory of what you remember in a game, not the reality. Shovel Knight, which was
3: also capable of targeting 10 different platforms. We've seen multiple DLCs from them. But they were smart enough to
1: hone it in on one to start, right? They let off with Wii U, and then they slowly... Pushed out from there. Yeah. but it's also
3: infinitely
2: more portable, right? Like if if they had if Mighty Number no. Nine had targeted that retro appeal and that yeah. kind of classic eight bit Mega Man look, it it would have been a game that would have been easy
3: to develop yeah. across all these platforms. And now, you know what? It, it We have
2: looked, a we have a really choppy Wii U version to Yeah, with and this it would have looked right? it
3: would have looked prettier. Yeah. I think had they gone with sprite based pixel art, it would have looked prettier. Yeah. What we have now is basically if. An iOS developer made a Mega Man knockoff. Yeah. That's what this game looks like.
2: Which is, you know, I had high hopes for Kickstarter and, and Indiegogo for these platforms, um, kind of being the avenue Revivals. to bring back, Revivals. bring back these classic yeah. franchises that just weren't viable anymore, right? Yeah. Like Castlevania is the other one. It's like it's it's so mind boggling yeah. that we didn't get more games like the classic DS. Castlevania games, right? Like yeah. you know, I'm saying, classic. Obviously, the, the classic, classic ones were even more classic. But, but, but like that, it felt like that series had so much more to tell and to do. And so now we're getting the reboot. What is it called? Is it Bloodstain? Blood blood no, it Stained. was
1: bloodstained blood But I do yeah. want to point out the DS era saw plenty of Castlevanias. Yeah, like, there, no, was, but that's there was what DS, I'm there was Portrait of Ruin, there was Order of Ecclesia. Like they had a, a ton of flavors of it. But I think they started to see that. It just wasn't bringing in like bigger sales, I would imagine,
2: which is why that eventually stopped. Well, they, I think all of those games were profitable because they, they did not cost that much to develop and sold decently, but I you think would that say, wasn't yeah. enough, right? Like as a game company, you have overhead expenses and you need to focus on, you want to focus on the big hits. And, you do. And so I, you know, that should have been, There should have been an investment in a bigger hit, not at the expense of something that is working and that is beloved, right? And and like, that's what I'm saying, like the DS era had all these stories and it felt like there was more to tell and it went away. Well,
3: I think the biggest, the biggest realization that came out of this, which, which was actually kind of harrowing is Mm -hmm. that like, KJ Inafune is a businessman. I don't think he's really this like, at least nowadays, he's not this esteemed game designer that people thought he was. There was even that quote from him a few years ago being like, I didn't invent Mega Man. I'm not the creator of Mega Man. I
1: think that's or, him being humble though. I would not in, I would not interpret that as more of the businessman side of him like I think to him and think about how many delays this game had for yeah. a second, right? I think to that team they want that this thing to be the best thing they can make it, but I think from the outset, they needed to maybe rein that in. That's, that's the story to me as an outsider, not someone who has like intimate knowledge and what happened. Yeah. I think stretching the resources as thin as they did, invo- involving poor teams and opening up all these different platforms mm-hmm. they wanted to put this thing on from the outset. Was a mistake, and then, then probably then for for him, I feel like yeah, I think there is a level of quality he does want to deliver to his fans, but I think that ultimately this product doesn't reflect that. Well, I, I
3: do not respect his quote that he had on this game two weeks ago that that was mm-hmm. uh, it's this is better than nothing. Okay, so th- like, I, 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 that so, is that is that is unacceptable. So from- I got
1: news for you though. So that was. Partially a misinterpretation. That was was a mistranslation Mm -hmm. by the interpreter who was handling that, uh, because we have friends in Japan and and these folks are on Twitter, and I even retweeted some of these. People listening to what Inafune said in response to the question in Japanese said he did not say that. He said he he sort of humbly said this was the game. I I, I, unfortunately we ended up on. I don't think he used the word unfortunately, but it was still a much more humbler version of that versus you know it's better than nothing. Uh, That. Unfortunately became the story
3: because sure. that's well, what was the yeah. But
2: also, I mean, like, you, you talked about Inafune, but it's also about the team, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we talked at length about how much we love Metroid Prime and Metroid Prime, that team was comprised of people who worked, you know, at id, at iguana, at all these different companies mm-hmm. and they all came together and they made something really special. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you can, even with the lead designer of Metroid Prime, recreate that unless you have that kind of like the special touch from the art director and the Level designer and the you know the musician and like everybody who came together and I feel like Mighty Number no. Nine is is a little bit off that too. It it is. Like, that it is not is. the Mega Man team.
3: That's why I have right? hopes for Ukulele because well, I feel of like. Well, but, I yeah, but it's think of some very different. Yeah, like, yeah. every single person Sorry, in the team
2: can matter.
0: Yeah, you know? well, no, I think no, it's,
3: exactly. it's got to be. It's got to be that that you know. X-Men Avengers A Team like bringing, mm-hmm. like going over here and getting this guy, getting this guy, getting this girl, getting everyone together. And I feel like ukulele is getting that a little bit better. They got the right music musicians for it, they got the right programmers, the right artists. Again, we could get burned, but I have a slightly higher hopes for that one. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And,
2: and Bloodstained look really good. Yes. Yeah, it was L Fantastic. The point well, we'll I say. was trying to make is like I hope this is not discouraging people from trying to resurrect classic franchises. No. Shamu, the word is out. Probably in ten years we'll be saying, Hey, excited. <laughs> Shenmue is coming back. But, like, uh, you know, I, I love that we're we're seeing these kind of reboots, revitalizations, whatever I, you want to call I think them.
3: what bums me out is that we still just Divide don't us. have, like, a Mega Man 11, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, like, where is, like, the Capcom dropped the ball on Mega Man, and now... Uh Mighty Number no. 9 is not going to pick that up in, the, in we, the way we thought it would. So as consumers, we're just kind of left being like, well, I guess I'll just go play the old Mega Man games. But, it'll, but it may come back, right? And, like, Capcom
2: yeah. went through some rough times, you know, like Konami did too. You don't know what's going to happen with yeah. those those companies. Well, and look at, like, uh, the legacy, legacy Collection, which yeah. is considered one of the best oh,
1: of great. series yeah. revivals from Mega Man. And granted, you can get Mega Man games on almost every platform under the sun these yep. days because they've been pretty... Uh, Capcom has not had much reservation about putting it on your 360 or on Mm -hmm. your PS3 or on even those games reported to PlayStation 1, I believe, uh, in Japan. Um, But, yeah, this is also a weird case of, uh, and we should end on this just to move on to the next game and then move on to more uh, post-E3 stuff because we do want to get to that. Um, I will say that... This entire situation is sad to me spe- specifically with Capcom and Mega Man because it almost runs into the same rut of Konami and Kojima, quite frankly, where a key person left the company yeah. or departed and we want nothing to do with their project or their, or their, or this thing that they were working on. Now, right. frankly, in Konami's case, we don't know if that's entirely the case. It seems like because Meg, uh, excuse me, Metal Gear Solid Five did so well, mm-hmm. they would be foolish to not try to continue to make Metal Gear games. Absolutely. Yeah. Whereas when Keiji Nifune left Capcom, Mega Man was in a much weirder place. There were projects in the pipeline, but they killed them all. And, and they did. yeah, Mega Man Universe, Mega Man Legends 3... Both killed
2: off. And, and we, we have seen this before, right? Like, let's not forget that the Fallout we got new now, you know, is a different Fallout from the original games, right? Yep. Like, yeah. a lot of franchises can come back and there, there was this period of time where we did not see a Metroid game. Well, that period is now. But no, <laughs> there was before, you know, like after Mr. Yokoi's tragic death, there was, this, this franchise was not some, but something that had a champion at Nintendo, no, right? right? Like, even though many of the developers were still there, yeah. and so it happens, and And those franchises it just takes the right team and the right spirit, and it'll come back
1: Yacht to club court. games.
3: 2018. Man.
1: Fingers Believe, crossed. Man. Believe if you're listening, yeah. Sean, we are we are uh, nominating you yes. as the one. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix is out oh, oh, released during uh, E3. Is in fact on the Wednesday of that week. Uh, by to complete surprise of all of us, including all of us included, we did not know this was coming out. Hmm. But uh, if you don't know, uh, this was uh, Rhythm Heaven. Uh, what was the Japanese name for it? We've talked about it on this yeah. program, and this was quite possibly my favorite uh, 3D game from Japan last year. I had a great time with it. You and I recorded some Let's Plays. We did. Uh, Talk about that. We recorded
3: Let's Plays last year in the Japanese version and then this year on the U.S. version which uses single cart multiplayer download which is incredible because I feel feel like it's been a while since that's really been a thing. They used to do that all the time in the DS and all the time on the GBA and it's just like local multiplayer on 3DS is kind of
1: Quiet yeah. it down a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so Force
3: Heroes was the last one, and it was yeah. again that
1: upsell of like, hey, you don't know about this game, but here you go. go yeah, up.
3: and even then, I don't think you had to be like one of those like weird Skull Kid no, things, you, right? you got, no, no, you, you were got a link. You did. got to keep your materials. You just weren't allowed to make more than like two outfits. But still, oh, you got right, to play right, it right. Yeah. yeah. So either way, um, this is – multiplayer on single cart here is a, kind of a slimmed-down version of the full game, but uh, I'd been playing it for a little while on my own, and Jose had been playing it a lot, and it's just so – damn fun. Like the way this game comes together uh, and the the sort of like the secret kind of coercion you can do of being like I'm either going to help this guy or I'm going to hurt this guy. Jose and I were playing next to each other and I kept trying my best to screw him up, singing along, counting arrhythmically while he was
1: he I was heard like, the potato
2: three, song. Two, yeah. one. Oh, shit!
1: Yeah. that <laughs> onion thing. <laughs> <so. laughs> onion and
2: potatoes.
1: Yeah. Oh, just, my God. And I feel
3: like... Um, that was the multiplayer where we were both playing together, and yeah. the judgment was in real time on both sides. Totally. <laughs> and I was screwing up left and right. And, I mean, like, in the, ish- in, in the interest of transparency, I haven't really played a lot of these games. For some reason, I always kind of miss them. Really? But yeah. I've played... Every single WarioWare game, top to bottom. And it's been a while since we had one of those. You know, it was mm-hmm. the Wii U launch was the last time we had one of these. And this totally scratches that itch of just that weird, quirky, I have no idea what's going to happen next, but I'm in good hands but- kind of feeling that the WarioWare games give you, um, coupled with the the, rhythm, the the rhythm aspect, which... As like I'm a musician, I put out albums. I I know how to follow a metronome. It does not work when I go to play this game and someone is throwing bananas and oranges and pineapples <laughs> on the. Why, I'm a pro. You yeah, sit there and I'm just like, so yep, this one that one this, like, one, that one, this one that, one, that one. To me, it's kind of <laughs> like when you watch like guitarists play Guitar Hero, and they're like, I don't get it, and mm-hmm. like people are in the room like being like, Oh, dude, I can play your song better than you. Yeah. Um, no, I, I was sitting there with Jose. Heaven he is just, my Rain
2: Man game. Like, yeah. that's the one that I can do. He's really good at it. It's and I I hear what you're saying that it's. I just find this game is so charming. Like, every time you unlock a new challenge, it's really fast to get Mm -hmm. through them, right? Like, um, you get a new challenge. You have to smile with each one of them. Like, even if it's, like, something as simple as, like, filling the robots up. And it's just, like, it's so playful and so fun. And, like, they make the rhythm, like just very special and then has these little little touches mm-hmm. you guys play the the one where um the dog and the cat play um oh, play tennis uh, yeah, basically badminton like badminton the air, yeah. they're flying in airplanes they play badminton and on the very last oh, beat yeah. the dog flies da, 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 off da, da, da. flies off into the, the distance <laughs> and catches the thing right? yeah like, it's like they didn't have to do that yeah. but it's just so clever yeah. and charming and then nothing beats the expressions on the faces of the little guys who are singing the ball oh yeah. 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 Like yeah when you mess up they look at you all like Dude,
1: it's the the judgment train. I love it. Like, there's also a song called Frog Hop, and it's one of my favorites because all the backup dancers who are with you are just like, this guy needs to get it together. Like, they all have an expression, and it's very clear, and it's very charming. Um, It is the pressure of the spring musical, Mm -hmm. but you have the comfort of a 3DS in your hands. You're not actually making these mistakes in front of people. Whereas Take Guitar Hero Live, the last one that came out, when you messed up during a performance, it was more "you suck," and yeah. it was just this very like harsh way to kind yeah. of tell you that. Whereas yeah, real instead, world. you get you got the kids who are up there just like I don't know about number four, but he better get this thing together because yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: we look silly right now. And it's like it's just a it's a it's a testament to the charm and and the wonder of this team that's working on yeah, these games I mean, because yeah. I, I feel like if this game was released like in you know in America by just an American team, I think you would get like. You would get a mini game collection where it's, like, two planes are flying by. Maybe they're trying to shoot each other or something like that. Or, like, there would be the basketball minigame where you're throwing actual basketballs. But in this game, it's, like the ground comes alive, it's got a face, you tap it, and it shoots fruit in different directions into basketball <laughs> nets. And it's like, well, why? Because why not? Video <laughs> games are stupid, and they should be fun. And this it's, is great. I love it. It, it, reminds it reminds
2: me of, like, Sega's heydays. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Like, when Sega just had weird characters. Arcade machines. Like, yeah, yeah arcade
1: games especially showed that culture. Yep. Mm-hmm. I will say, the last thing we should end on is the mini-boss challenges that pop up every couple of tiers through your Rhythm Heaven campaign. And we played... The coin toss one, which almost killed me. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because you counted off me and I was just, or you had like a ba ba da ba da
3: like something. Well, you like were like one, two, three, and I was like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, four, three. And I caught it a few times, but oh it was so much Cause fun. Because if you go like, you know, three fourths time signature or four fourths, so it's like one, two, yeah. three, four, or one, two, three, one, two, three, or one, two. One. And I keep, I just kept throwing him yeah. off, and he was like, STOP IT! And yeah. still, still
1: nailing it, so. Yeah, for the, for the most part, I, I had to reach, reach into the Jedi, uh, tricks. Yeah, um, so good. What's killing me inside though is we've run some videos on IGN for this game, and... A lot of people on our site don't seem to care so if you're listening to this like head over to our youtube channel we have both let's plays there just check it out if you're even curious this is just our pitch to you that rhythm heaven is is the goods like mm-hmm. it's really really good this think of this as a greatest hits album because that's what it is for the rhythm heaven series to me is, um, there, is there a
2: demo for this game on the, uh, there
1: is a demo okay. on the e-shop yeah, as yeah, well you should definitely should check it out. it out
3: yeah it's worth your time yeah trust us i think you got to get your hands on this thing because this is like i said for years I, I ignored this franchise jose like literally grabbed me and Pulled me in a room one day and was just like, play this. Please don't look at your phone. Don't, don't look at your calendar. Play Do this game. sumo slap. Yeah, Do some yeah. sumo slaps. Oh, and yeah, I got was, you to play that I one. I was sold I within two minutes. Yeah. You know?
1: All right, so let's move on. Uh, this is a quick lightning round. Then we're going to take a quick break. And then we come back with uh, post E3, thoughts on Zelda, etc., Monster Hunter Generations, I'm playing that. Very cool. Four different hunting styles. I'm mostly leaning towards this uh, one that has the most sort of action slots attached to it. So these hunting styles change the way that you play. I don't know what that means. You'll live. So that you're able to either have ways to escape a giant monster that's trying to chase you down or have ways to instantly evade so you have the safety of quickly popping a potion. Or uh, one of my favorites, because I'm using the charge axe right now, is the ability to add more charges to that weapon so that I can smack monsters, uh latest smack down on monsters in a better way. We're going to go deeper on that game next week, but I am playing it. I am enjoying it for the most part. My only concern so far is that Monster Hunter 4 had uh, focused a lot more on the elevation game because that was the first game that you were, like, climbing and jumping off of things, and they made it very simple to kind of have this air combat idea that like, this was the first game where they really started to lean into that. And this one feels surprisingly uh, right on the ground. Like, there isn't a ton of opportunities to jump off of these ledges and like elbow drop a, a a monster hunter from or a monster from the top rope the way you could yeah. in Monster Hunter 4. So just throwing that out there. We'll go deeper next week. Um, but I'm enjoying it for the most part. Uh a few other notes for you. Minecraft Wii U is out at retail if you if you're interested. That game uh includes the Mario Master Pack, you should check that out. Super Mario RPG seven star saga is coming to Wii U virtual console wow. June thirtieth. So by the time you hear this, um, that's a classic. Square made it, uh Square Nintendo collaboration, also the first RPG Mario ever had. Um Some very would say special the best. to all of us. Some would say the best. That's also true. Um <clears throat> sadly it is only Wii U virtual console and not 3DS yet. I hope we l- will eventually reach a place where
2: these come out at the same time at least before our next yeah. shows up, which probably isn't going to happen. They'll just look so much better on the small screen, you know, like mm-hmm. they they just kind of they stay fresher when you're Whoa. playing them on a the handheld. Have you,
3: have you tried playing a Super Nintendo game on 3DS in pixel perfect mode? Yeah, like it's yeah, gorgeous. Look yeah. It looks so good. It's,
2: it's funny though. You see how square the display is. Yeah, like, where TVs
3: really. That yeah, square, they were. And, and they like, had a huge butt yeah. on the back of Isn't them. not that there. funny? Very big butts. They had Old big butts, <laughs> butts with like an extra big butt. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at pictures from when we first I first started at this job seven years ago, yeah. and I remember playing my first day here. I was playing Punch Out for the Wii on a t- on a big TV with yeah. just this Budanca Dunk. <laughs>
1: With so flat now. with the dunk a yeah. dunk, you heard it here. The booties are gone. Oh, yeah, um, they they've gone much thinner. Uh, so, uh, lastly, before we take a break, Nintendo sixty four celebrated its twentieth anniversary in Japan, and I was trying to get Pear to remember his first time even he, playing this system, and he his eyes he just, glazed over. Well, you
2: just brought it up out of the out of the blue. First of all, that was when I was still in. You know what? I think I was in Japan, in Germany during that time. Okay. So I spent one year – after I lived in Japan, I spent a year – I don't know. Maybe that's not true. I spent a year in Germany. <clears throat> I don't remember. I do remember the anniversary on September 29th, the launch of the IGN website, of course. Yeah, and IGN also the and launch of the, the 64 in happened in the same day. But when it came out in Japan, I'm, I'm trying to remember, but I think I did not import it – um at the time yeah. i, I w- wanted the us
3: um machine and the game and play them the games the two games we got at launch how far yeah. how far apart were the j- japanese and us launches because i know well, i bought five months, months, i mean yeah. G- yeah less i mean if it yeah, was september, september yeah, yeah. yeah. Was yeah i very yeah. specifically remember buying the n64 in the fall uh of what what 96 i yeah. guess yeah um yeah. 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 And I I don't know if I told the story before, but Mario mm-hmm. 64 was running on a on a TV in, yeah. with a with a fat butt at Toys R Us, <laughs> yeah. and I walked by it and refused to look at it because I didn't want to be spoiled. Wow, well I was so excited big, for this big thing. Story. yeah, I had saved controllers in that game. I didn't even want to see. Like I saw the it, corner of my eye, somebody was throwing Bowser, and I'm like, you can do that, I can't look. Bowser oh is in this game, and I went all in on the N64. I bought uh I, both launch games. Yeah. yeah, I bought the N64. I bought four controllers, even though no launch game supported that. That. I saved up everything yeah. I traded in, everything I owned for that, which oh, is the man. last you time went I, ever- land. Like, I went to Funko I went to a then. big stack of some of the greatest Bad- Super yes. Nintendo and Genesis Bad- games yes. of all time. How is that a retailer, name? And I'm I've so never started. done that since, because what a stupid <clears throat> thing to do!
2: I, I, right, right, uh, I remember reading uh, a ton about the the Japanese launch of the N sixty four and just people saying, "Wait till Mario comes out," and you know. Uh, I remember Next Generation magazine had this big feature and I was like I cannot wait for this thing All right, All
1: um, right. Well, we're going to take I mean, a break was, hopefully Pear will remember more by next episode yeah. and if not we'll try and plan something special by the time the 20th anniversary comes around because IGN and the N64 have the same birthday so hopefully my, our our awesome GM will remember something amazing uh, so we're going to take a quick break don't go anywhere when we come back post e three thoughts uh, on Nintendo and Zelda we'll be back Brian Altano and Perry Schneider. Hey. And quick plug for you there's an
2: awesome thing that you can buy that's we, related to IGN in some ways and uh,
1: Yeah, we're well, we trying yeah.
5: something
2: new. We partnered with Nerdblock. they basically, you know, they're a company in Canada that creates like special collectibles boxes like Loot Crate, only that it's not a subscription. You buy like one box and it's a mystery what's in it. So we partnered with them and we we looked through catalogs of everything that was available and like basically curated this box with them. It's like IGN branded, it's got autographs cards in it so mm-hmm. you can get a random one you know Jose Jose's card is in there Brian's card is in there you know uh, other hosts at IGN from beyond unlocked what have you uh, in their game scoop as well and then if you're a Nintendo fan there's I know I'm not going to give it away but there are a couple of really cool Nintendo items in there too that you okay. would like there's a Deadpool t-shirt you know some bobbleheads uh, IGN pin um, so were those the, the IGN, IGN pins one? from E3? No, it's a different one. It's actually a lapel pin. We oh, don't. Really? We don't even have one yet. Why don't I a have one of those? Metal one. You got to buy a box. And you wow. can get the box. Just go to just go to nerdblock. dot slash ign. Yep. And the box is right there. When right. they're sold out, they're gone. We're not making another one. Nope. So yeah. get go, that. Get on go, that. Go get the thing. Get it. Uh, support us and support Nerdblock. Block. All right. Uh,
1: next up, we played Zelda at E3. Oh we my have god. Uh, we got to talk a little bit about it with Bill Trinan. If you haven't heard, uh, heard that episode, you should. Oh, so post E3, episode. all I can tell you is that I spent all of my E3 recovery time looking up footage of Zelda.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I had this real, like, post E3 kind of depression because I wanted to play it. Like, I... I kept on thinking about that game. It was ridiculous. Which it's been a while to at least yeah.
3: to me since that has happened. Last year I didn't have that. I I did the most unthinkable thing that I thought I would never do again. I went to GameStop and I repurchased Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Nice. Because I'm going to replay every single Zelda wow. game as my thirst needs to be quenched for the new Zelda game. And I think I figured out exactly why I walked out of E3 depressed and missing this Aww. game. And it's because usually I go to E3 and I play a vertical slice of a game, which is something I get. Like, I saw the new God of War behind doors. I saw Watch Dogs 2. That's a very, uh, very enclosed, very controlled experience. It's 15 minutes. You see everything. You walk out of it. You have a conversation with your friends about what they did and what you did. Mm. Most of you basically walk down the same hallway, experience the same exact beats. Zelda. Every single one of us who walked out of there saw different things, played different things, interacted differently with had fought different characters, found different items. You found a fire rod. I was like, what there's a fire rod? People were telling me about like I I had made it in my demo, I made it to the ice area, and then the timer came up that said, Thanks for playing. Yeah. And I was like, Bring me back in there. Yeah. I, could not stop. At the lady. <laughs> yeah I could not stop thinking about this game, and I was like, What will scratch my itch in the meantime? Is it more Zelda? Yeah, I can go back and play Twilight Princess, yeah. which I'm doing in HD, and I'll play Skyward Sword afterwards, um, will we play every Zelda game before yeah, next and year. We'll, and we'll
1: be recording more Hyrule times as a result, right? Because we want to have basically a segment on the show where we kind of deep dive on these yep. games. But yeah, but we've been looking for something to replace this. <laughs> yes. so
3: none, none of those are open world. No. Skyward comes
1: close. Just
3: uh, As long as you don't douse. Uh-huh. Skyward
1: and exploring does work. <laughs> but d- don't douse. Don't,
3: don't, don't douse. <laughs> but yeah, the, so,
2: so the worst thing is just the reminder. You gotta douse. They make you douse. <laughs> I can't believe I said <laughs> that. I'm, do it. I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's new, but, but they, the reminders—like they—they're just all these reminders of the game in real life. We're
0: here. We're here. Yeah, you're gonna make it (laughs) back. I
2: I drove last week. I drove to VidCon, right? Mm -hmm. And so I I passed by Magic Mountain, and it like, if you remember the episode with Bill, like to me seeing the all the stuff in the distance in Zelda was like driving past an amusement park, and like you know you can't go there right now, and you're like, I want to go there someday. I wonder what it's like to sit on that terrifying looking thing, right? And like, do you remember all the stuff in the background? Like you yeah. just look in the distance, you <clears> see obviously, you see kind of like that death mountain-ish volcano. Dude, there's a floating island. There was yeah. some weird floating thing. It's either, there was, yeah. There yeah. was some some like like a mountain with a piece missing. in Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. a lot of oh well, yeah. no. So that that mountain
1: with a piece missing, the Twin Peaks yeah. per se. We um, saw um, the that climbing is, part. Yeah. You no, know, and they they said that is very much a throwback to an original piece of the NES Zelda art, which showed Link on a horizon looking over, and there was that same shape. Yeah. They went for that for a specific reason they don't want to talk about. Um, a lot of it seems to. Hint at some sort of a timeline convergence because you have something like the Temple of Time and Link has been asleep for a hundred years, but at the same time you have Korok's and you have uh, like the the, the uh, shrine to the goddess sitting inside the Temple of Time that wasn't there before. Plus
3: the old um, man who's very evocative of the first Zelda yeah. or possibly the art style in Wind Waker. Yeah, maybe. If it, it he's came the from king. there. There's also yeah. uh, rock salt you can find, which has people wondering: Is this
1: the remains of like the, of the, the ocean? Seas? Yeah, yeah, basically the ocean lowered and we're back. Um, although. That would be weird to me because Wind Waker ended on a positive note. So you have to tell me how did this calamity happen that then kind of obliterated everything. Because for the most part, Great Plateau, you don't find much. You don't find many people or many things Where where does Phantom
3: Hourglass take place? (sighs) On the the plate (laughs) of spaghetti that is all the time. (laughs) I
2: I think it will break your brain if you try to put it together. but But I do feel like there will be consistency with a game, like, it's just, the setup is just so different. It's no longer, hey, this boy grows up in this village and they find out that he may have this, like, special power through reincarnation, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. This game starts with, dude gets re- resurrected. Yeah. yeah. Weird chamber, yeah. you know, like. Which means bad things may have happened. Yeah, something yeah. Like, happened. And, like, remember, Ganon gets sealed and somebody releases him. Who released Link? Like, what's going on? I in don't know. Why was he asleep? Well, and you hear the, the Effect, female voice, whatever. which you assume yeah. is Zelda,
3: right? Yeah. Link. We don't know. Open I think your eyes. the most intriguing what about, about like,
1: open your eyes. Open your
3: eyes. <laughs> <Sorry>. the, what's <laughs> most intriguing about this game is how familiar so much of it feels in a sort of classic Legend of Zelda feeling, yeah. like from the art style to just being Link again. But also how completely new and different it is. Like actually controlling it. Is and for the first time in Zelda history. Took me a minute to really understand. Mm-hmm. Did I you mean, throw,
2: Yeah, you throw your sword. I was
3: right? throwing like my shoulder. sword. I was yeah. jumping the wrong way. I was like, you know, just climbing things incorrectly. Like oh, yeah, just moving around. All is, the buttons changed. Everything's yeah, changed. Yeah, yeah that's, jumping the,
1: you, jumping was one part of it too. No, it, if um, you're
2: watching videos, you know, like uh, I, it took me a, about a minute and a half to get get into it. But it's like even accomplished players will do the wrong things. Like you're like, I know how to lock on, but you know, like. Suddenly, you're you're throwing your sword, or you you're you don't realize that doing the backflip and doing like the sword, like lurching forward with a sword, is now using a jump button. Yeah, and it, you know it. It takes just a little time, and then it feels very liberating. Feels really cool. Yeah. So I I don't want to. Uh,
1: I want Brian to finish his thought on anything because I know he has somewhere he yes. has to go.
3: Yeah, I'm hopping over to Game Scoop next. as yeah. is like when when people jump from show to scooped. show? Yeah. You've
1: been scooped from um, us.
3: So I I I cannot stop thinking about this game, and I think it's because of how interesting and new the combat felt. Traversal is like is is its own thing, and we'll get there when we get there. Because mm-hmm. I don't they show they they showed us one percent of this game at E3, which is so exciting and terrifying and awesome. um, but combat is something that i found so new and so interesting because there you're never you're never married to your to your item anymore mm-hmm. like it wasn't like i got my sword my sword lasts forever i'm good i was using uh clubs and spears and things that would break and then I would be in a combat scenario where I'm like, I don't know how to take this guy down. And I'd find an acorn and all of a sudden start slingshotting and stuff like that. And do you,
2: did you realize what's really different about this game? Um, I just kind of felt like feeling-wise, like you walk, up on, you walk out of kind of a, a, the woods into a clearing and you see a bunch of guys hanging out around a campfire, right? Yeah. Like bokoblins and there's like wildlife running around and they may even chase it. You didn't have that in a Zelda game before. No. Like, usually you were inside a building and the, there are artificial rooms that intersect and you can see the monsters walking around or the bats flying around or they're usually hanging from a ceiling, but it was, it was much more it, it it didn't feel like you were, you were coming upon a living world the same no. way, right? like And even in a lot of games, the enemies would fade in. Like think of Majora's Mask where you can roll around as the Goron in the landscape. Yeah. Like the enemies would fade in last minute. But here you can see stuff far away and like, oh, I'm going to snipe this guy or right. I'm going to sneak up or I'm going to throw a bomb. Like it really
3: feels much more deliberate. I, I've been describing this game as a... Is a much more populated shadow of the Colossus rather than what people are seeing it as, which is a much Empty or Skyrim? Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's fair to call yeah. this, to put this on the same page as Skyrim. It's not what they're going for. They are it's like, also and, way
1: more polished. I mean, if you want to yeah. play that yeah, game, for right? sure. Like,
3: let's not even. For sure. And we and played 1% of it. Well, it's also like Skyrim, it's, it's, it's got that kind of like 90s PC jank that people really love of just like, I can Good. pick up everything. Yeah. Here's my and weight. That's not and here's, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad, but like, it's not what I'm looking for in a game like this. I picked up um, a spoon. And we talked to Bill, <laughs> we talked to Bill Trent about this. Yeah, I, that, that that annoyed me. I'd like,
2: do that in The Witcher too. I'm like, Dag picked up the yeah, plate. Like, Why am I here? Yeah, am no, here? And, yeah, when you when
3: you ask me to, to look at menus. We, we talked ahead, to Brian. Bill about this and I said, like, are you guys like kind of are the are are the is the team inherent, you know, just intrinsically going for a more desolate, lonely feel? And the answer is yes, they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that means that when stuff does happen, it has so much more significance. Like this, don't think about it like when you play GTA and you get in a car and there's a thousand people on the road. Mm-hmm. Think about it as you are alone in this field and that desolation and that loneliness. Um, well, it's way more poetic. Yeah, just like in is. Shadow of the Colossus, it's, there is
1: something that it inherently suggests of the world and the space that you're occupying. Yeah. Occupying. There's a history to everything yeah. that you almost feel someone is on the verge of telling you about, but they don't really ever and, get
3: to And it. that doesn't mean it's going to be empty or vapid or boring. I think a lot of people are like, well, there's nothing to do. And oh, my favorite of some stuff folks who are
1: overemphasizing, well, why, can't I, why couldn't I invert the Y-axis? Nintendo really needs to learn that the demo experience should have options. They yeah, did this to us yeah. with Splatoon. They've done this to us with other games. Yeah. I feel it was a fault on their part to not have that in the build. But folks even complaining about that, to me, was just like, when was the last time you played a Nintendo game? I was like, because they do include those options. Yeah. Sure. Yes, Nintendo gets they're, bagged on for like not having communication support or for having sort of a weird approach to some of the things they do, but there are also
2: some things like inverting the y-axis that just make sense and will be in the final game. Yeah. So chillax. Yeah. No. There. And I. I, I want to make sure that, like, I felt the demo wasn't perfect technically, right? Like when I played no, that was demo, I was thinking. Thank goodness <clears throat> this is getting a couple more months in the can yeah. because there were frame rate issues. Mm-hmm. It did look sometimes like – by the way, I saw it on two different displays. On one, it looked pretty nice. On one, it looked it's much more, more calibrated, calibrated for yeah. uh, the like – Some, the, some LCDs either, were just horrendously yeah. oh, so that that was, Okay, Okay. Oh, thank yeah. you so much you for saying that. Too. that. It yeah, was because, really pixely. Looking.
3: Well, I didn't get that at all because I was uh, I I played it on two on two separate demos and yeah. and the, the when I first came out of it I felt really bad because I walked up to Jose and like this is a, and I told this story on Up at Noon when we saw the trailer that morning I cried like I cried in the room in front of all my oh, friends I don't care problem. I'm an adult man I don't don't dude, call me what you want in the comments I don't care uh, no, they love you in the comments they, yeah, thanks call them Brian uh, and I. uh This art style is so gorgeous and painterly, and I think it's doing everything that Skyward Sword couldn't do because of the technical technical limitations. And then I I went and played it, and I was like, ooh, this is jaggy and and off-putting. And then two days later, I came back and tried it again, and I was like, Oh, this actually looks gorgeous. Yeah. Like, so I don't. I don't know <clears throat> what that was. They, I think they had some demo
2: kiosks that weren't set up really well. Yeah. Like there was. Yeah. I played in one downstairs in the booth that wasn't that good. I, and they. And, and I still think they have some work left to do. Like, you come off uncharted. And like you've seen a character climb a mountain any which way, and then you play yeah. as Link, and Link is like, mur, 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 yeah, go he's got I'm this like whoa, whoa, he's really, got this really he's got this really kind sure, of but, janky but, way but, but of climbing. Up, right? But
1: you've seen characters climb things in other games where there were specific hand yeah. or footholds you need. Whereas this one, they don't even go for that. Like it is yeah, very it, much dependent it, on you can climb anything, and I think
2: that's cooler, regardless of it is a little sort of. I'm not talking about the gameplay element is awesome. I love that freedom, but the way he he climbs, he looks like some. Weird, sad beetle. Well, so I think, wall, right? Yeah. Like, just the animation gets very repetitive when you're climbing a long distance. Whereas, I, like, I just played Uncharted, yeah, but, and man, there's so much variety yeah, in the more, movement but, of the character. Okay,
1: but the thing that Zelda has that Uncharted to me does not have on its climbing is that you are
2: more excited for what's at the top of that mountain. Whereas yeah, in Uncharted, that, it's though. more about I'm, where am I going? Jose, I'm talking about the the visuals, and I think that's where you know N- Nintendo has to has to upgrade a little bit sure, and make sure, sure that there's a variety of, of animations because they have it in the cutscenes. Yeah. Like the way the character moves in the cutscenes, brilliant. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Their combat looks really good. It's as well. just, you know, if, if you climb long distances, it'd be
3: nice to have it not look so mechanical. I think, I think they need to, and they will, uh, find that landing point between um, what is his art style, and has the animation fit into yeah. this art style? Because there is like a sort of goofiness that comes with a lot of that, oh, of course, which yeah. I really like. <clears throat> yeah, and some of it is skipping keyframes in animation, and others is just like right now if they just have a stock animation for something. But yeah. like Uncharted has its 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 ups and downs, right? And I'm I wasn't the biggest fan of Uncharted Four, but yeah, the climbing does look gorgeous in that game. But mm. the art style they're going with in Breath of the Wild is so different and so special to me that I think that if they can... I mean, just the details we're pulling out already of just like... Well, and I think you guys
1: are kind of overlook, Well, maybe not you, but I think you are overlooking a lot of... The tiny, the smaller details that are in there, like no, you have I'm like, not. like for example, you can pick up a stalwart arm as a weapon and when it's on your back, it is writhing the entire time. Yeah. These are, these are small you, details so, no, that no, no, you like, would not pick but, up. The n- way n- you see things catch in- fire, the way things sort of move in general to me and combat especially where if you pull off something like a perfect guard, it is a bad-ass moment when you pull off the shield block perfectly and you see something repel and go straight back at him. I, I, so I think there are some places where the animation does kind of
2: hold up yes. pretty well. Climbing, you're right, not the best example. No, but that's why I'm, I'm saying I'm glad the game has a couple of months in development. No, uh, I'm, not, I'm not crapping on, on Zelda. I think the game is awesome looking, right. really yeah. fun, but it's not done, and it wasn't done when it was shown, yeah. and it was rough around the edges, and I had a couple of moments where it ran really sluggishly, and I, and I thought, like, the, the climbing animations were at odds with but you know what it, the beauty of the world, and the combat mechanics yeah. and feel and look was so good.
1: Yeah. yeah, so, but
2: one thing that it did do,
1: that mm-hmm. you will agree with, uh, and I was not the person who came up with this, but I will just say it here, it convinced you on your first NX game. It sold you on your very first NX game. Yeah, that I experience, one hundred percent. The amount of promise. Do you have to? Do you have to run? Yeah, but I was going to say, stay, you're yes, gonna no, of
3: course, I'm going to buy an NX.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, but but <laughs> just the idea that like your first N- investment on an NX, the first yeah. game you're going to get is going to be a pretty good game. No, like, and I, I said
3: I've said this before on the show, but like I mean, it didn't. It wasn't the the prettiest looking game, but no? playing Twilight Princess on the Wii when it launched after, you know, bowling and elements and some of the other very kind of shallow experiences. And I don't know that, like, Wii Sports like was, you know, pretty robust if you got yeah. into it. But to sit there and have, like, a 60-hour game to play at, at the console launch was awesome. And, yeah. yeah, I'm incredibly excited for that to happen again. And I have no idea how this game's going to look on the NX. Yeah. I assume it'll look even better, which, like, I'm just enamored with already. So If the yeah, rumors are on.
1: true and this thing is at least Xbox One, PS4 levels... So Somewhere yep. in between them, even, that says a, a very good thing. And hopefully, I mean, like, just the anti aliasing will be gone. The staircasing effect will be gone. It's probably not going to affect the animation game, but it will affect, like, sort of what you see over distances. Because another thing that I, I haven't heard either one of you point out is how much pop up was
3: happening. Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, um, there, was, yeah. there was a significant it's amount like in of that. In in the field. I think yeah. everybody needs to remember that at the end of the day, the box of this game is going to have the Nintendo logo in the corner. And they have never shipped a janky, busted-ass Zelda before. Yeah. Yeah? They will well, make and, this right, and they will get it right. And
1: in. as we've said before, NX is going to support Amiibo. This game supports Amiibo. NX is going to give it to you. NX, NX is going to give it to you. I got to run, guys. I All love right. you. Yeah, yeah. Thank, if, thank if, you, if, if they don't let you in, come back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no. I'll be like, no, no scoop for you. <laughs> it, it was, you know, I, I, I really, I was excited to play it after the Nintendo demo and trailer reveal, but then when I played it, I was just like, I, I just, you know, I didn't even want to do the story. I just wanted mm-hmm. to explore and try out things. Yeah. Like, it, it has this wonderful, addictive feel to it where you just want to mess with the yeah. physics. And Bill said it really well last time, right? Like, he was stacking bombs for hours. Actually, I have trying a I have chain reaction.
1: a funny story related to that. Uh, but before I go into it, I did want to talk about um, I spent a ton of time climbing on our first demo because we were trying to basically get to uh, something at the top of the mountain. And I love how when you start, if you don't have the right potion for it, you start like, okay, i need to have built-in rest stops for how to do this yeah, yeah. so you're kind of looking for okay i'm gonna go that way then i'm gonna go over to the right then i'm gonna go over to the left and so i was crisscrossing until i got to the top of the mountain yep. and that's where i was able to find the dungeon that led to the stasis rune and that was the first really cool uh rune that wasn't magnesis or the bombs that i had gotten and it was so cool like w- it was, right. when, when I found out you can freeze an object in time, whack it with a hammer, and then just, once stasis wears off, it goes off into this, is, to me, that completely, completely blew my mind. Uh, so then the other story, about it, related like, to
0: Bill, I just
1: play it. so after we recorded MVC, Bill took me downstairs to a kiosk, cause he wanted to try something he was hearing <laughs> people were talking about on the show floor, and it was, so the way Magnesis works in that game, is that if you use Magnesis, um, which is, You can pick up any metal object. Basically, it turns you into Magneto in
2: Hyrule. Um, well, and you can swing those objects yeah. around liberally and whack and But the way the game is programmed, them, yeah. if your
1: phone, your phone is made of metal. Yeah. Uh, if your phone was the object I wanted to pick up, the rule for magnesis in the game is that you can't have physical contact with the, the object. object you want to pick up that's metal. So I can pick this up with magnesis as long as I'm not attached to it. And yeah. moving it around was a little weird. You can definitely tell uh, the physics thing is cool that they're going for, but it's yeah. also like it's sort of bounces all over the place as well, yeah, yeah. which is still kind of cool. So what Bill was trying to do was put down a metal door, put a box on top mm-hmm. of the metal door, and then get on top of the box so that he wasn't physically touching the door he was trying right. to pick up, and then see if he can do mag- just magic carpet it and, and get out. Did he get it to work? Every time he tried, and if you're watching the video, exclusive for you, basically, it kept flipping over on end. <laughs> And almost crushing him. And he died, I think, once. Wow. <laughs> but the way he was setting it up was really awesome. But maybe he didn't die. Like he, uh, he ran to this one treehouse where the bokoblin were. Mm-hmm. And there's a blue bokoblin there who will wreck you, by the way. Blue bokoblins in this game are yeah, very deadly compared to the him. red ones. Um, he picked up a metal slab and he just ran towards the base with this big magnetic shape in his hands <laughs> and the a metal slab hanging in front of him. And he just smacked them all off of, mm-hmm. uh, of the treehouse. He knocked them into the river. He knocked some aside. Everything died. And I was just that's like so the idea that you can even try something that weird to see what happens. How, I wonder it's how so they cool.
2: limit it though. Like that—that's this game is going to be very difficult to debug and to balance, right? Yeah. Like the old Zelda games, if you didn't have the hookshot, you couldn't steal the shield from the enemy, so that enemy was tough to beat. You had to mm-hmm. get ar- around him or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that was kind of the, the progression system where something was tough and then got easier because yeah. it, because you got. Uh, the weapon in this game you can get the weapon in the beginning if you know where to look <laughs>
1: yeah or it's if you're lucky cool.
2: enough to stumble upon it no and That's i agree so awesome. um yeah no
1: it, it was it was fantastic i will say a couple of other like stats that blew my mind a lot of people seem really hyped for this thing 7.2 million people watch this just on nintendo's youtube channel the trailer nice. for it alone probably the most watched video they've had on that channel ever, I want to yeah. say. Because uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything hit that sort of number. And I could be wrong. Someone write in if you know uh, NBC at IGN.com. And, yeah, there's just that last thing of Nintendo just kind of quietly sold you an NX um, right there. Like, to me, they did. Anyone who was interested in that game saying, okay, now I'm a little more interested in what you're going to say when the system finally comes to light.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Whatever it may be. I, again, like, I almost wish, like, they they, they promised this game For the Wii U, they have to deliver this game for the Wii U, but I almost wish this was introduced as the next big game on the next console. It just, it would have given it so much more oomph and excitement. Well, it makes me wonder
1: too what limitations sort of played into it. Like once this thing did switch to an NX, uh, to, you know, will be ported, you know, if NX is technically superior, what Could this game have gotten from just focusing on one platform versus being across two gens? Although we don't know what Nintendo's definition of that gen is going to be. All right, let's talk about some news. You ready for this? Guess guess what happened, uh, yesterday during a Nintendo investors meeting. Uh, so it was the first, uh, investor meeting of the fiscal year. Uh, and our NX watch has begun with Pear doing what he's doing, but he's pantomiming. What he's doing is pantomiming (laughs) Google Cardboard or VR. Uh, apparently. Mark mark, my words. That's going to be Nintendo's VR solution. So this is. Strap the NX screen to your head. To your face. Um, so, uh, this is. These, these translated, uh, comments come secondhand. Yeah. Uh, so a Twitter user by the name of N-Styles was tweeting out meeting in Japanese, was tweeting what was being said in, in, at the meeting in Japanese. And then a good friend of the show, Cheese Meister, was translating those into yeah. English. And apparently, Miyamoto said that not only was VR a big thing at E3, but that Nintendo uh, was researching VR and that they have the core technology. They've been basically experimenting with yeah, it for of course. the most part. It's, it's, That's not verbatim. <laughs> yeah, um, with an Excel He said there. that right now long play sessions were the issue, he yeah. seemed to indicate. Uh, and he said that they want to release something that can be played for long periods, carries value, and is affordable. Uh, that basically Nintendo wants parents to feel at ease. Surprise! Yeah. Nintendo's working on VR. What is Nintendo not working on? That's what I want to know.
2: Yeah. Again, I I I honestly think this is the this is the Google Cardboard version of it. You think so? so? Yeah. Like, I mean, your Android phone, your Samsung phone is is a VR device. It is again not the same as Oculus and Vive, and you know those two are not not the same as PlayStation VR, which is a step down from those, right? But Um, okay, and I. I don't think, like, I mean, don't misread this and think that the NX is a VR first device. I don't it think It will so. not be.
1: I don't think but so. But the
2: VR, uh, the VR, the NX, you've gotten, I hope, a good indication that there is a portable element to that thing and you would be able to use the same approach as with a, with a Google Cardboard kind of yeah. device, you know? I mean,
1: maybe that's the case. I mean, Nintendo is known, at least, Historically, you look at the company, it is about affordability, uh, even though Wii U was probably the most expensive system they've ever sold. Yep. 350 Mm -hmm. was the higher price point for Wii U, the black Wii U, the one that had a bigger storage
2: space. It's a pretty good selling point. Like if you if they bring out the NX and they say, and by the way, it's got VR in the box. General mainstream consumers are not going to make the distinction between the experiences, but they can see that the price point point is a lot lower. What you're
1: saying suggests that NX would be some sort of a tablet, smaller shaped device, something maybe the size of your phone right now. Bigger with buttons. Bigger with buttons. Yeah, but the bigger it gets, the harder it is to strap that to your face, right? Isn't that
0: the problem? Yeah.
2: But I mean, think about it. Theoretically, you could put a game pad on your face, and, and, you like, and it's not—you know—the the, the weight gotten, is all off. The VR goggles have gotten a lot lighter over the years, but I gotta think that NX is not going to be the clunky kind of heavy tablet game pad. Hopefully, who knows though?
1: Yeah, right? it's
2: hard to tell. But maybe I, you take your TV.
1: And staple and it to your head. So I agree with you that I don't think NX is a VR machine first. Uh no. on the topic of NX, uh Nintendo still dodging, still dancing uh regarding, okay, there's a release window of March twenty seventeen, mm. but we still have nothing to say because we don't we want to avoid our competitors imitating our idea. It's this new concept, etc. Um, uh, which quite frankly I'm just I'm kinda <sighs> If you're not watching the video, I'm just kind of grabbing my head right now. Because, okay, we're in, what, July? We're about to be in July, all right? And if you're planning for a March release... Again, it's like what we said at the start of this year: you have to start talking about this at some point. Like, it's just sorry, I'm begging ah, you to the Khrushchev thing. Take off yeah. your shoe, man. I have um, to, no, but I'm serious. You, you, you're, you're reaching a point where you have to start saying more about this, especially yeah. because you learned at E3 what was rumored was true. Your competitors also have new boxes next year. Yeah. So even though you were trying not to get drowned out of
2: of the of, of the conversation, but, you might end up if you keep waiting. Okay, but what you saw also at E3 is. That this whole kind of worry about the competition cribbing your, you know, your playbook is, is justified because the reason why the Xbox One S was announced is because people have been talking about the PlayStation Neo, a upgrade to the 4 with 4K support, right? But Microsoft and so, was talking but, about but, it prior to that. But now you've got both Microsoft and PlayStation and, and Sony outputting basically the same concept. Which is unusual, an upgrade to an existing console with slightly improved capabilities. Yeah, it's unprecedented. Never been done before. doing it at the same time. And I, so I think Nintendo is justified. If there is some unique hook to this um, to say, you know what, we, we don't want to play our cards all the way yet. But that's not to say that they can't reveal a little bit of it. Like – the, the Wii, right? Like, the Wii opened motion gaming, and then, let's not kid ourselves, the PlayStation Move was a Wii controller with a clown nose yeah, on and it, right? And, 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 like, and then Xbox
1: Connect uh, was that concept, but... Ooh, I hit same, the mic. Same concept. That concept, different. but done it with a yeah. uh, camera tracking motion and etc. cetera. Yeah. Basically, the motion war well, started from that point.
2: But, I mean, if the rumors and what we've heard about the NX are, are true, um, that doesn't sound like a concept you can easily copy, you yeah. know? Like, the the... Like, a new console, like they're not gonna change the design of the console to be something more like what Nintendo is working on. They're not going to regress the hardware to be more affordable to do something like Nintendo is doing. And so, I feel like... I, I don't know. Maybe there's something very unique about the controller and Nintendo just doesn't want see, to see See, but them. I also think maybe, I
1: mean, maybe it's that. I also just want to kind of emphasize that at least Nintendo follows very core values with yeah. all the products that they make, right? And you could, you can find some of those. Hey, Martin Christopher Sleva joins Morning. us once again on uh, Nintendo voice chat. He's subbing in for Brian. I desperately was texting, Bark uh, to get him to come out. Um, it was and, lifelike. Yeah. Thank you. So we were just talking a little bit about, uh, basically something that happened last night. Uh, uh, at the Nintendo Investors meeting, which you saw the story on IGN, uh, Miyamoto sort of confirming that Nintendo is very much researching VR, which also uh, we did not say, pair you, uh, you and I say, but it's a smart move for them simply because VR is a major part of games as a conversation mm-hmm. right now, and yeah. I think it would be foolish for Nintendo to act like that's not important or yeah. that's not an industry that they should be keeping an yeah. eye on. Also, but, uh,
6: Nintendo researched VR 23 years ago, and it came out <laughs> it it for, for, for very cheap from Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah, um, right. yeah, No, this surprises me you know, none whatsoever. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious. Like, I, uh, I don't know what you guys have said so far, but like, I highly doubt any of this will be what is in NX that we see next year. We've,
1: we've said the same thing. Yeah, totally. But,
6: um, yeah, you'd be foolish to think that they wouldn't be doing this. Like, they are a forward thinking company. They are a company that thinks outside the box and looks at, you know, they brought motion to the living room. Uh, They brought, 3D to the living room they bought. The analog well, stick.
1: Well, look at this larger venture yeah, for the company. The of Yeah. Oh, glad Rumble. that ended in ad and not something the else. Little, the
6: little seat. Remember, we got we all use those little CDs for Shoulder time. buttons. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, I did want to point out, though, that... uh. As, as they're also, there's also just this big entertainment initiative for the Mm -hmm. company, right? Of trying and sampling being more than just video games, Mm -hmm. which VR is very much, that's part of that pipeline is it's not just for games. It could be for a bunch of things. You could have some kind of mushroom kingdom or or Zelda Hyrule experience (laughs) that you can just have someone strapped to their face and it's made from the ground up specifically for VR because we couldn't figure out how to make it a game, but we wanted to give you something cool. Yeah. I mean, this more than
6: anything, I would love I don't want Nintendo investing in the R&D for hardware. Mm. I'm like, this is one of those, don't try to go toe-to-toe with with Oculus and, fi- you know, with Facebook back. Like,
2: And Sony, oh, that's a consumer electronics yes. company. They're yeah. going to
6: make it cheaper than you Yeah, can. so instead of focusing on that, focus on experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, make something that can maybe exist across multiple ones of these. And I are totally not going to put you. a PS4 game
1: out, though. Well, yeah. Like, they're not going to do that. I mean, they'd rather give it to Oculus and probably rather give it to Vive than give it to, yeah, to Sony. If, I mean...
6: By the time any of this comes around, I'd be surprised if this many contenders are still in the VR market. I don't think we're going to have Samsung Gear and PSVR and Vive and Oculus all around uh, in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. But that being said, like, God, I would like you said, like, imagine Nintendo Land, not even with like interactivity yeah. but Nintendo land like wandering around these these spaces that we've wanted to wander around since yeah. since we were kids
1: yeah. Yep. yeah and they've been very good at that uh, mm-hmm. so then we transition the conversation just talking a little bit about And i was going to bring up so Nintendo as as the company that they are likes to pride themselves on their core values, which uh, they list, actually, on their investors' website. Yeah. Uh, and it does, in a lot of ways, define who they are, right? Originality, flexibility, sincerity. Sincerity, uh, basically making something, accumulating uh, trust can, cre- can create great change, is what they call it, uh, in order to develop and try and learn from our experiences day to day, and just being innovators in gaming with originality, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're talking about, you know, they're still saying we don't want to show an ex, uh because we don't want imitators. And it's like, well, it's a little too late for that. Those guys yeah. already started their plans. And quite frankly, if you want to sell this thing to people, you got to start marketing it you got yeah. to start saying things about it. And also, if this
6: thing's going to be out in nine, eight months, March 2017. Like it takes a long time to, to imitate. Like, no one's going
2: to... Yeah. Also like but, that, would, but see, that's why I think I mentioned before you stepped in, I think it may be related to the controller. Because, like, having a special controller is something but that okay. is easily copied in a shorter time
1: period. Let's open Pass Gaming for a second, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. When Apple introduced the iPhone, how long did it take everyone else to catch up? It took a while. Well,
2: that's... A, it wasn't that's overnight. A, but but then you saw, like, your
1: Androids yeah. and you saw your other competing phones Dude, but figure the, out the, how the, to
2: do that. But the device... Building the device was not an issue for Samsung. It was the OS and yeah. actually making something that is that good in a yeah. portable format. Yeah.
6: Right? People copied the general idea, yeah. I think, pretty quickly from Apple, but it took a very long time for someone to do it as well as
1: yeah. Apple. Yeah. And, yeah, like you said, yeah. the OS and as the Android yeah. eventually and, yeah. sort of
2: rose to prominence.
1: And, and then and I mean, I, the I
2: do want to give PlayStation, and Sony, some credit on this. Absolutely, too. they had the iToy, right? Mm-hmm. They had motion gaming uh, before Nintendo had it. Did essentially, right? And so they may have played around with a lot of these ideas and have thought about ways to bring them to the market. And then when you see a success like the Wii, that's when you accelerate that mm-hmm. plan and you move forward on a project that otherwise would have come out in two years. And yeah. I, I think that's what Nintendo was worried about. Yeah, and
6: yeah, I think perfectly, like you said, like whatever the NX controller is, whatever its hook or whatever makes it so different than Microsoft and, and uh, Sony's traditional game pads, I would not be surprised if at some... In some bu- like Indiana Jones bunker in both Microsoft and Sony, there are patents for yep. ideas that are sort of yeah. like that. Cause we always, we see these pat- patents leak every day for the weirdest
1: yeah. looking controllers. Yeah. The, the NX
6: controller that looked like the, what was it, the dowsing rod or oh whatever you use. Yeah, or that. there
1: was a, a U-shaped like yeah. magnet thing that it was like, oh, that's how you're going to play the next Mario Kart. Yeah, I mean, cause yeah. I mean,
6: it doesn't, really doesn't cost money to patent anything. So yeah. it's just anyone has the weirdest idea and you're like, not patent it. Yeah,
3: Altano you're has right. the
1: funniest joke cause he said, why are all patent artists terrible? <laughs> oh,
3: like, isn't <laughs>
2: weird? Yeah. <laughs> but then there are also concepts, right? Like cross-play, for example, or like Xbox Live, right? Like there are they're, they're things that are – that you can copy like the concept of saying of, of marketing hey from march on the Xbox 1 will allow uh, allow you to play all Xbox games across PCs mm-hmm. Macs and phones that is something that you can market effectively against a company like Nintendo without even having it done mm-hmm. right and so mm-hmm. i think they're worried about that kind of approach but partially i think they just don't know they also don't want to talk about it before the holidays season, right? Like, they want the Wii U's and the 3 dss last hurrah. What? what? No, 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 you, you, you need to. all, no, no. well,
1: Not a hurrah. second of all. If you wanted it to even be a... <laughs> you would have announced something for Wii U for November, which, so far, there is nothing special. Yeah. Uh, at no, least right. that, that it's on our radar that I've heard of. Not even um, nothing special. No, 3DS is getting a new Pokemon game. Yeah, yeah, gonna be oh, fine. There you go no worries there. Totally. It's, yeah. it's Wii U there right now. Yeah, like, Nintendo Whoa. iPhone is going to get Yeah, you're, Pokemon you're quietly too. letting this thing and you know, Nintendo, uh, I, I love this. I saw this in a Rolling Stone article from our good friend uh, Simon Cox wrote this but he said this year Nintendo plead the fifth when it comes to uh, yep. talking about their next venture because mm-hmm. they just they don't want to and they're not ready um, but man, you guys got to start talking soon. Uh, so then our final news story um, is something else that came out of this investors meeting which is that uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, has had first of all uh, there's a staff of over 100 people who worked on the game or are currently working on the game over the last 5 years there've been 300 people in the credits who have worked on this game. So this is like Assassin's Creed level like I, I
6: think Assassin's Creed has over a 1000 Now, right? Now, well, Mighty Number no. 9 has 70,000 names in its credits. Yeah, no. but all
1: right. we all paid for it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so then uh and he said that basically in order to recoup that the production costs, they were hoping this thing has to sell basically 2 million in sales yeah, for that to happen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not too worried about that. Like,
6: that's not one of the. What was the game? Final Fantasy 15. Their square's number was 10. No, my like ten million is a lot. Worldwide, worldwide, in yeah. yeah. remember, platforms, platforms, worldwide, two vibrant yeah.
2: platforms
1: in yeah. Japan. Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like Square yeah. has screwed up projections before too, because I feel like the first Tomb, Tomb Raider, Raider reboot, yeah. had some insane Same number of failure. And yeah. it's like, oh, no, this is like, so like five like, million copies. Yeah, like, We're what are, totally are, you, what are you guys talking
6: about?
2: Yeah, game yeah. um, development is expensive. I mean, they want to recoup their costs and build these franchises yeah. to be How bigger.
6: So there's. uh how many we? Use? Fifteen million Wii use out in the wild. I going to say less 12? than that. Probably twelve yeah. or thirteen. Over ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's
1: over ten. It's over sure. ten, and then it's, it's like fifty-eight uh, 3ds's in the world. Okay. 48 yeah. Yeah. 48 Jeez, 58, fifty-eight million. million. Yeah, 58, just, million. Oh, that, that yeah. fifty-eight million. I have
6: most of them. <laughs> fifty-eight million. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, but it's at that point where I'm like, who the hell has a Wii U that isn't going to buy this game? Like, well, well the ones who are buying it like right, for so, which is totally fine. Like, yeah, this. I think this thing colors two million, just fine. Yeah, I agree with you, especially because it's. Such a like, maybe if it had a disastrous showing at E3, and I was like, Ooh, what's, well, what are jokingly, you doing with we
1: called it like e, Nintendo was going. This was the E3 nightmare, you know, brought to life, and then actually it just ended up being the E3. I don't know, tropical storm. What, you, what, you <laughs> what was
2: it? What was the disastrous showing? Oh, the no, Zelda, just, just like, that it, they, like, they were like only showing
1: Zelda. Zelda as the oh, only playable I game. Yeah, yeah. That okay. we kind
2: of guessed there would be
1: smaller things around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The Treehouse Live, which ended up being true. Yep. Um. Overall, it's kind of crazy when you think about it that they went in with the lowest. Expectation than walked out with Game of Show from a lot of us ourselves included. Yeah. But I mean, it was it good was of a demo. Was there ever
2: any doubt that a Zelda game would be awesome? I mean, no, right? there never is. Like that, that was never what, was, what I was worried what
6: was Skyward about. Skyward Swords E3 showings, like were they good? Uh, like, I, remember, I wasn't 20, at those E3s.
2: So
1: that, that was my first E3 was Skyward Swords. Uh, Skyward Swords State Show, where that's where they had the infamous the Wii Remote. Yeah, wasn't was not up a good show. calibration. Yeah. yeah, and also um, I thought it looked fine,
2: but yeah. I, I was willing to accept. Oh, there's so technical. But Issues happening here. And that game had, you know, I think people really liked for the first time actually having that Mm one-for-one control, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you got to mess around with, like, fighting enemies. That was the selling point, yeah. This way, that way. So I think it had a decent showing after that terrible demo. Yeah. 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 A lot of interference. Yeah. 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 Breath of the Wild had had a sort of
6: singular... Showing like I, I had in my five E3s, I've never seen a game that so many people are like, I got to go to this, I got to line up for this. I gotta yeah, go again. you saw that
1: video where folks just ran towards yeah. the
6: kiosk on the last day. But yeah, of the show. totally. And it's a game that like not only it's it's Zelda, so yeah, Zelda fans, you you, you yeah. you're fine. But also, lapsed Zelda fans are looking at this and like, oh, this is something different. Like this is yeah. a game that is aware that it is a video game in 2017 and that is aware of the changes that have yeah. been made in video games since honestly, Ocarina at time because yeah. the series yeah. hasn't really. Uh, move the goalpost yeah. that much since soccer in the time. I'd say, no, I'd say yeah, without, no, they, like, they've been following I mean, the framework. And, yeah. For the, the entire I, thing. I adore Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Uh, yeah. But I feel like this was Facts the effects. first one that was just like, all right, this is, we are sort of changing what this series means yeah. here. And I think they did it in a really smart, exciting way for a
1: lot yeah. of people. I think I the most cynical mm-hmm. comment I've seen or heard lobbied at Breath of the Wild is this looks like Baby's first adventure game. I'm fine with that. Like if that, if even if that was, were the case mm-hmm. to me, um the idea of how, the scope of what this adventure is to me is enough yeah. That is exactly what I want I want to be able to venture off of this great plateau And just find whatever experiences I find Whatever treasures I find Whatever weapons mm-hmm. I find And if those combinations come across as kitty, Guess what, this is a company I- that makes entertainment for all ages mm-hmm. If you were expecting Skyrim or past that mm-hmm. Or Witcher 3 or 4 mm-hmm. I don't think that's a realistic
2: expectation for mm-hmm. Zelda It's also, I mean, that's a really superficial analysis Like, you play that game for five minutes Probably gets your butt kicked by an enemy, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the demo we played, Steve Tallis, the, the rock dude could kill you yeah. instantly, the yeah. blue goblin guy could kill you instantly, you could fall off the world, like there mm-hmm. are all these things you come to terms with, you throw your sword away by accident, mm-hmm. like, like some and, of us. And like, I, it's definitely, it is not a game that holds you a ha- uh, your your hand mm-hmm. and makes yeah. it really yeah. easy. Right. And also like, know?
6: if people are, if there's people who are mad that are like, well, I want this to be like Skyrim where I can pick up any book and read it. I'm like, who the hell reads every book in Skyrim? Funny, I'm like, I don't he, want that. I would rather I'd rather have 1% of what's in Skyrim, like, but stuff that I'm actually interested in. I
2: get so angry when I pick up spoons by accident. <laughs> <laughs> like, so
3: Why is the game. I'm
7: like,
6: like, don't no. you do this game? Someone did this! Someone like spent overtime and like didn't like, have dinner with their
2: kids because they had to bottle the stupid spoon <laughs>
6: you had to pick up. I, Why? I feel, <laughs> I feel like the
2: frickin' Dragonborn could sit down for one second and decide I'm not, not gonna, gonna do do pick this. This. up yes. household yes. items. Yes. Ever. Like, I don't know yeah. if there's,
1: like, a, a, is there a PC? The apology button would be nice. Who's would No.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. For uh, nah. Thank you so much for subbing in quickly, yeah. Marty. Uh, so we are going to take a break, um, but most of this cast will not be here because uh, after this, we're going to go into Pokemon Go impressions. So, Marty, how do they find you on the, the Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Mick McBiggity with two Gs and two Ts. And how do they find Brian Altano on the Twitter? Uh, he's
6: at Agent Fizzle. Two
1: Zs. And how do you yeah. find Peshnada on the Twitter? No, Where are you? Not pure IGN. Yeah, it's pretty easy. I've never yeah, said pretty your,
6: easy. I've never, never said your Twitter name. Before. Pure IGN. Pure IGN. Pure no. IGN.
2: Yeah, it's I don't think I've theory. been on uh, on the Marty Beyond. Some of us have not either. either. Yeah,
1: there's yeah, few of us in this room. Wow. wow. Yeah. yikes. Ooh, pressure. All right. Well, well we got to take a quick <laughs> break, and then we come back, Pokemon Go. Don't go anywhere. Taro here with a very different panel and a very special episode of Nintendo Voice Chat where we're going to talk to you about the Pokemon beta. So we're going to try and keep this segment contained to half an hour simply because this was recorded after work and people want to go home. I don't know if you realize that, but we have lives. Um, But let's introduce this panel. Miranda Sanchez joins us. Hello. Andrew Goldfarb joins us. Hello. And Callie Pleggy is joining us once again. Hello. So let's go around the room real fast. Say your level you attained in Pokemon Go. Uh, how many Pokemon you have caught? Oh wait, yeah. How many Poke- how many Pokemon in your Pokedex and how many you actually caught, which are all relevant stats that will make sense to you in a few minutes. I promise. Yeah.
5: Okay, so I am eleven level four. I caught forty three, and my Pokedex I have twenty six, and I'm a gym leader.
4: Nice, oh, man. nice. Gonna... That's the extra stipulation on yeah. that. <laughs> all right,
7: bonus. Uh,
4: I am level four, but getting close to five. Uh, I have twenty three in my Pokedex. I've caught 44 and I went to a gym and died a whole bunch. <laughs> Only one, one sad battle. There is a tough gym by your
1: house though, uh, yeah. and also there's does not like,
4: play around. If you go to the subway right by work, there's a dude with like a crazy, he's like thousands of HP. I can't come Yeah, plus no, it. I couldn't come
1: close with either. I, mean, um,
4: I would go to subway.
1: Alright, so I am a level six uh, Pokemon trainer. I have 46 Pokemon in my Pokedex. I have caught 125 oh. of them. Um, and oh. I am also a gym leader. I should have gone last. I'm sorry, Kelly. Yeah, (laughs) I apologize. Uh, Yeah, I went a little crazy with this. Um, All right, you're up.
7: Uh, I'm level four, also approaching five like Andrew. I have 30 in my Pokedex, and I've caught 71.
1: Nice. Um,
7: And I also went to a gym and lost because I am also in a high – there's a lot of field testers uh, where I live, and those gyms are hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, I so we're... Oh, stood, no, go ahead. I stood there for so long. I was like, I am going to win this gym. There's, a <laughs> yeah. gym. there's a gym, like, near my CVS that I go to. So I walked to CVS, and I was like, I might as well challenge this gym. I got wrecked. I was yeah. on a really awkward street corner. I was like, Me whatever. Too. Too. I on the nice. street, nice. Like, like, just tapping my phone, and people are walking by, like, this isn't the weirdest thing I've seen in the city, but okay. <laughs> Which,
1: yeah, and we're going to get into that, because even yeah. though it's called Pokemon Go, it is very much Pokemon Go, and stop, and go, and stop, and yep. go, yeah. and stop, and go catch a Pidgey, and then go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. And uh, just lastly, Miranda, even if you didn't take that gym, you got a Jolteon, which is that's probably awesome. one of the coolest Pokemon that has been collected, at least of this of, this, of this Want to update and say I've now caught 45 Pokemon? <laughs> 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 that's uh, Andrew.
4: Nice. Pay attention. All right, so we're going to break this down.
1: Uh, so if you're not in the know and you're wondering, well, what is Pokemon Go? First of all, you may be living under a rock, and that's fine. But Pokemon Go <laughs> is a mobile collaboration between Niantic, uh, who formerly made a game called Ingress, they used to be a part of Google, but then they spun off on their own. Uh, the Pokemon Company, who are the stewards of the Pokemon brand and make a bunch of Pokemon spinoff games. And lastly, Nintendo, who's involved in this as well, being that they are uh, creating and selling the Pokemon Go Plus, which we don't have access to yet, but this is an accessory that you can use with uh, this app, which you can play on your iOS or Android device. So we got into the Pokemon Go field test this weekend. We started on Saturday. And we're going to break down our experience across four categories right here. So we're going to start with the catching and all, the collection aspect. We're going to then head into battle, talk about exploring in our in our neighborhoods and how cool that was. And then lastly, what do we want to see going forward? from Pokemon Go. So we're going to try and make this as entertaining for you as possible. Let's start with Collection, which hooked me right away, but I want to lead off with you guys talking about it. Uh, so what what was that experience like for you guys? Because it is very different than the games, and we have to stress that for folks listening. Go ahead.
5: Where yes. You're so ready. On. Jolteon. <laughs> yeah, so I, mean, I feel like a lot of times you see the Rattata, you see the Pidgey, they are everywhere. Um, but sometimes in the bottom corner of your screen, you can pull up a little menu and see how close certain Pokemon are. You'll see their silhouettes if you haven't caught them yet or seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw the outline of Jolteon, knowing what Jolteon looks like, and I just, like, left my house immediately. I had just gotten home, and it's, like, hot. And it's like, oh, hey, I'm home. And I checked Pokemon, Go, and I was like, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
7: Um, it's like a little game of who's that Pokemon in the bottom right corner. yeah. Like, if you haven't seen the anime, um, that was always fun when I was a kid. I was like, oh, I'm really good at recognizing <laughs> silhouettes. We were trained for uh, this all along. Yeah, so yeah. this has been many years in the making, but it, it is really cool to, like, I um, turned around for a, a Gastly, because I love Gastly. I almost turned around for a Snorlax, but I was late to a thing I had to be at work. I was late to work oh, <laughs> God.
3: Yeah.
1: For, for some reason yeah going up to your boss and saying yeah I was late to work because I had to go catch a squirtle uh, which almost happened to me I was running late on Tuesday I want to say or on Monday and uh, it showed up so you can see on your app who, who are nearby like uh, like Miranda said and if it's one you have caught it's a filled in silhouette if it's one you haven't caught you have to be, a, be able to tell and props to you for being able to tell uh, you guys to be able to tell which ones they are because I'm a, a bit more casual with the series but I know what a squirtle looks like and I was like mm-hmm. basically you then have to vague figure out which direction it's in because it only tells you how many meters it is away and the number can go up or down depending on where you're going. Now someone actually when I told them about that and I said yeah I walked for like 10 minutes and then I missed my window and they were like well you're not frustrated by that and I was like I I don't feel like I was just because I feel like this is what you're signing on for. This game is very much about Pokemon in the real world and you have an opportunity to catch them and you're either going to stumble on them or you're not.
7: Yeah I think that the thing that Drew me in about the collection aspect is that it's not super easy. Depending on, uh, you know, if you're walking in the wrong direction, you realize too late. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, sometimes Pokemon run away like they do in the games. Uh, you catch m- them. Yeah, when you're trying to catch them. So I liked that. Like I felt m- that's why I turned around for that Gastly, right? Because I was like, I haven't seen. I've seen plenty of Rattata. Like I've seen plenty of Pidgeys, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen Gastly yet. I got to turn around for Gastly. And um, I thought that was really interesting because in the games in the in the 3DS games i mean this is also a game uh you if you see a pokemon in one place almost always unless it's a legendary you'll be like eh, I can come back later and yeah i can go on wonder trade and, like this was like i got to f- go outside and do this myself i'm going to do it i'm going to feel accomplished yeah that's what i liked about it
1: yeah and i sp- i spent most of saturday like out of the house and i i don't really explore my neighborhood i live up in the east bay uh, by the way we have an awful zubat uh infestation well. <laughs> problem like i swear like <laughs> how many zubats do you catch on the daily i would say many many uh, yep, many 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 yeah 50.
4: 50. 50. <laughs> Zubat and Pidgey are everywhere
1: yeah um, but then uh, you know I would walk to the mall uh, nearby and just find uh, a bunch of different things on my way, screenshotting the mall and i got to say that the graphics of this thing i 've tried a r games before and have always felt. Slightly disappointed because the technology involved always felt very creaky. Like at any mm-hmm. moment it can break, or uh, the the graphics of the thing that they're trying to show me just didn't look that great. Um, they look they look awesome. Like it's it, they're very simple. They're not super shaded or, or uh, very detailed. But at the same time, when you take your photos out in the real world, which we're not allowed to share, we were told like you can't do that. They
5: have some on um, the Pokemon Go uh, information page already. So. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, they, they look fantastic. And Magikarp looks like he's in trouble no matter where you take a picture. <laughs> oh, yeah,
7: we're taking a lot of <laughs> <laughs> funny match pair of pictures, and I think it's worth noting that this is, uh, as far as we know, the first 150 Pokemon, so first generation Pokemon, which means they are going to be, their, their actual designs are less detailed, yeah. so I think that helps uh, with the oh, AR, yeah. the way it looks, is you're not dealing with uh, some of the more detailed designs that you see in, in later games. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was it's very charming, like a little Clefairy, like Clefairy looked so nice in my, like a Aww. dinky part of my apartment. Like I was catching a <laughs> Clefairy and there's like sort of like this pe- like stack of games I haven't organized yet and it's in the background. I'm like, man, I gotta clean my apartment. I did. I cleaned my apartment because I was like, Clefairy <laughs> looks bad. I gotta make What's Clefairy. What's Clefairy gonna think of Clefairy me? Is <laughs> me. And, like like it, just, it was so cute. I wanted to take a yeah. screenshot, but I was embarrassed because like it's this cute little pink fairy. Yeah. It. It's
4: that weird, like when it looks bad, it's generally my fault. Like yeah. if I'm like when I'm playing the game how you're not supposed to, if I'm like, laying, like, a lump of, like, peanut butter stains all over my chest, and, like, <laughs> yes. I'm, like, oh, there's a pigeon, and I'm, like, playing it, like, lying on my back, then, yeah, like, the zoomed-in AR angle looks awful, because yeah. it's, like, the crappy, <laughs> awful reflection of me in the distance or something, and it <laughs> zooms in on it. But, like, <laughs> but, if you're playing it, like, up and walking around, yeah. it really does, like, Number one, it like never feels they, like they don't look out of place weirdly because yeah. like of course they're out of place, but they still yeah. look right. Yeah, they're and sure the models. Yeah, like once you catch them in your Pokedex, you can like look look at them and really? like spin them around and stuff, yeah. and it's like. I like the style of it, it's not trying to make them look real, it's just making them look like that, it almost up. that Pokemon Stadium art style a little yeah. bit. Yes. Yeah, no, and, and I think that's really important. And
1: then to catch them, you're lobbing Pokeballs at them. Yep. And so there is no battling between your Pokemon and that Pokemon, which completely rewrites the way we've been playing and interacting, I feel, with most Pokemon it, games.
7: It, it, it. It's sort of like how Ash Ketchum in the anime sort of approached the. He was just kind of like, oh, I'll find a Pokemon in the grass. Oh my god! Like, yep. <laughs> I, <laughs> but it I, works. <laughs> yeah, the first time when, when Jose, when you and I went on our first walk around the Embarcadero, um that's the impression I got. That this was more like the world building of Pokemon than the mechanics of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's very. That's the big difference that uh we we do want to stress. Is like it's it feels very different, but it also feels the same as far as the sense of adventure goes. And so I think I I like that I don't have to whittle a Pokemon's HP down and. Get, oh, uh, and now I have, you know, Thunder Wave and it's paralyzed. So that'll increase my chances by whatever percent it is. And like, yeah, you don't have I, to
1: do that thinking. As you know. some,
7: I, I mean, I have all this math in my head somewhere because this is the kind of thing I care about <laughs> with, yeah. with, with the, the mainline series. No, and
1: then you also have Pokemon who will straight up Matumbo a Pokeball. They, they'll have an animation where they'll jump up and <laughs> oh, slash yeah. and they just hit the ball away and it's like, nope, not yet. And then you have to make a decision of, okay, is it because, like, if you see an art, so there's this weird catching mechanic that at first doesn't hit you right away because yeah. still don't, there's a, don't yeah, there's a white circle and then there's a green circle within it that gets smaller but sometimes that green circle instead is orange which means you have a less likely chance I, right. red means you have an even lower chance of catching in so you have to yeah. use a different
7: pokeball to increase the chances. And yet chances. even when
4: it's big and green, I still they'll come I out. I feel sometimes. like it's not yeah. guaranteed.
1: It's, yeah,
7: it's a very unclear, unclear yeah, system. Like why, why is I, the circle
5: getting smaller? So why is it contracting? I, I, I thought it, it was, I was a time trying.
4: thing. Like, I thought yeah. it was, if the server gets too small, they're going to flee. But nope, it just comes back. Like, I never... Yeah. Also, like, I probably have, like... Done awful things in terms of littering Pokeballs all over the environment of San Francisco because, like, <laughs> I bought like because like at least the field test I'm sure it won't be like this in the mm-hmm. final thing, but we get kind of refresh money every day um, for the store. I'm imagining that won't be in the
5: real yeah, that's game. That's probably really generous. Um, yeah. 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 yeah, so
4: like every yeah, day or, I would, it might be based on some achievements in the game. I wouldn't be surprised if they exactly. have some
1: way to give you some money, but I wouldn't be surprised if the majority is
4: money you're paying. Because every morning I would turn on it would be like, oh, the professor gave you a gift, and I would have 2,500 coins to spend, and I would just buy like like 400 Pokeballs because yeah. you buy them in increments of 100 and then I can just kind of willy-nilly just like, yeah. you know.
1: And, and to make it clear know, for folks, was, yeah. for folks uh, this is a field test, right? And so, but the, even the description of how to catch is very loose. I'm looking at it and there's a screen within the game that says, when a Pokeball appears, throw a Pokeball at it to try and catch it. Like, they don't explain the circle system yeah. to you. So I feel like that's why we were kind of flailing for a little bit. But based on how hard you swipe on your screen depends on, or how far you swipe depends on the velocity and how far the ball travels yeah, and then you can put that. some spin on it. You can throw a curveball at it. Yeah. You actually get style points for for catching them with like a curveball or, nice or a nice more
7: great throw. with it too. Like yeah. it, like those. And when you get a great, just, you're like I'm yeah. I'm yep. like, uh, Get in there! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> well, like, give me the I'm, Pokemon! I'm like, Look, I'm on my way to Chipotle. I got, I <laughs>
5: gotta do this. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're like walking with him, like we were walking with one of our coworkers to Bart, and we're
7: like, oh wait, sorry, we gotta catch this Pokemon super yeah. fast. And, <laughs> luckily, yeah. luckily, we are in the position where our coworkers don't think that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I can imagine if I were, you know, with people who didn't care about Pokemon or like people who yeah. are like. Callie, oh my God, we're going to dinner. Can you? Yeah. Can, can yeah. you You're not? the
4: pallbearer at the funeral. You have to put your phone away. Oh God. Yeah, but uh, there's um, a rare
7: Pokemon. There's those yeah. Pokemon at the funeral. funeral you,
1: you can opt out of the AR uh. stuff if you tap. Uh, so on the screen at the top right, there is a camera button that if you tap, it'll put up a generic day or nighttime background. So it does have right. a nighttime one, and you can just keep walking and just ta- lob Pokeballs at it. The only thing is, lobbing Pokeballs does require you to kind of have some finesse to it. So it's a simple enough. Input, but it still requires a little bit of skill. Yeah, so, and so you, you might burn through a lot of pokeballs. Kind of
7: hard. it that way. It's not yeah. just like an automatic. I pass by a Pokemon and now it's mine. Like I like that. I have to do something. Yeah, and you feel um, like you
4: earned it. Yeah. I mean, the most interesting thing I've heard was you talking about doing it in the car because that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> not <laughs> driving. She
7: wasn't driving. Yes, I was yeah. not
5: driving. My boyfriend was driving the car. Um, we were going home, and. We had stopped just slow enough so that I could tap a Pokemon and try to catch it. And I finally got on it because I was like... You're mine. And so I was facing one way, but we had a really sharp turn. And so the onyx just like went behind me. I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't lose it, which is cool. Um, yeah. so yeah. if you manage to tap one, so if you're like on any sort of public transportation or if someone else is driving you, don't do it while you're driving. Cause it's terrible.
1: Yeah. Um,
5: yeah. then you can still catch it, which is cool. Yeah, I,
7: I, I did that while walking too. Like if you, like a couple times I would throw a Pokeball, the Pokemon would get in it and, and I'd be waiting for the caught or not caught signal. And then the AR resets, so if I was angled, like, I turned a corner, and I did the same thing where, like, the Pokemon was behind me, and I was kind of like, don't judge me, I'm doing this. (laughs) And then it went in the Pokeball, and then when it came out and I had to do it again, it was in front of me, like, it reset, it reoriented, so um, that was cool. Okay.
1: Yeah, and, and so I just feel like, even though it was a slice, and I think Collection was probably the most fully featured part of, yes. of one of the yes. few fully featured parts of the app because uh, field tests didn't include trading. But let's transition then over to let's talk about exploring a little bit before we talk about battle because exploring is very important because you have to find and go to Pokestops, who wants to define the Pokestops I for folks uh, listening? Go yeah. for it. Yeah. So,
7: um, they decide Pokestops based on, uh, Niantic's previous game Ingress, mm-hmm. uh, kind of this crowdsourced data of important locations in individual neighborhoods. So, Miranda, <laughs> <laughs> shake your hand. I'm not sure why yet.
5: Uh,
1: oh, you'll find out. <laughs> you know, I know
7: why. Oh, I, oh, I
5: remember why. You should know why. <laughs> I, should know, I know why.
7: But, um, important. usually, usually, uh, they're, you know, murals, at least in my neighborhood, it's, it's murals, it's historical buildings. Um, There's a lot of murals in Berkeley, so I find a lot of those um, uh, when I walk around there, too. And, and when you get there, what do you do and at a Pokestop? When you get there, yeah. you, you kind of like flip this coin. It has a, a picture of the real life place and you get items out of it basically. And so it's kind of like this, oh, I don't have to pay for all the Pokeballs I use. Like Andrew was saying earlier, you can go to the store, buy Pokeballs. You can also earn a couple from Pokestops. Yeah. You and
5: also get your revives that way. Yes. And few yeah. other things. like berries. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of different
7: items that come yeah. and out. And as
1: you level up some higher powered items. Like I was getting like max potions, for example, yeah. Yeah, which I, was, I wasn't getting before yeah. because you hit a yeah. certain level so it looks like that's part of it
7: yeah and i i thought one of the cool things about it is uh, some of them not all of them had uh, little bits of information about the place so mm-hmm. i was actually learning about the building that has the coffee shop i go to all the time some
4: of them are like really long too yeah. like there's one actually right near the office that's like some like monument to a jazz musician i read about it and oh, i was wow. like i didn't know any of this yeah
7: i like yeah so it, it's interesting and um at least around where i live um, they were really frequent in one direction and really infrequent in another, and it had to do with uh, kind of there was like a – there's like a downtown area. Yeah. Um, yeah, But I know people had expressed concerns like what if I live in a really small town? How am I going to mm-hmm. to um, get – Pokestops, and I, I think the, the noteworthy thing is at least for our field test, they refresh pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So, like, I could walk away from a Pokestop and then walk back like 10 minutes later and I could do it again. Yeah, yep.
1: you no, know, and you'll get XP from doing that as yeah. well, which is really cool on top of items. Yeah, and it, it, it turned into this fun way to kind of learn more about my neighborhood. Like, I feel yeah. like you, I, I know that was something that, that you had told me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, where I live, uh, I didn't know, for example, there was a school like f- several blocks away in, in like the, I don't know, I think it was the eastern direction. And I was like, oh, snap, this is cool. Like, I didn't know this was all here. Also, I learned some. Some things have changed in our neighborhood since Ingress. So, for example, there was uh, this one spot. It was an electric box. Um, you know, d- just sort of one that was protected, like, covered by the electric company. But it had an R2-D2, like, sort of uh, stencil that was on the back that someone spray-painted on. Yeah. I went to that thing, went around the corner. It's been buffered over. Wow. But in the yeah. app, it says there's supposed to be an R2 there. And I was just like, oh, yeah. R2! <laughs>
4: it's funny, because there's one right now, R2. Like, because I've been playing mostly at the office, actually. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been doing my job and working very hard. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, there's a, it's like Rick and Morty mural, and I walked to it after work uh, yesterday, and there's totally not a Rick and Morty. It's, like, totally been pointed I mean- over Oh,
5: higher. I heard. Yeah, you swing right Yeah. So it's, it's like
4: weird because it like that song no, is in the wrong place, but no, okay. I like I I'm shocked at like you're not shocked. I, I'm. It, it'll be better when more people have it, because I wonder if if you're like a power user, you'll be able to like take a picture and like redefine a Pokestop or yeah. something. Or will the um, community be able to sort of either redefine them or suggest them? Yes, like, suggest them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, in like my tiny town that I'm originally from, I would imagine that like there aren't like landmarks to people not from there, but people who've lived there for like 50 years so are also, gonna yeah. be like, I, I can this tell drug you where store. I'm
1: at, uh, in, in the East Bay, it's not a huge town, um, and, uh, but same time, I mean, it's near San Francisco and New Oakland, so it's not that bad. But, uh, there weren't that many, but like, like, the post office was one of them, which yeah. every town yeah. will have. Or um, there was a, a Denny's, believe it or not, was one of yeah. them. So, for all the Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah.
5: So I think that's if you're really worried some restaurants will be marked as landmarks. Like, was yes. for me?
6: Oh, so yeah. talk about so, this. It's
5: really weird. Um, there is a barbecue restaurant somewhat near my house. And one of the landmarks was guns. Yeah, there was like it, a gun display in the barbecue place. It was just like, wow. so weird. Yeah, 24th like,
1: Amendment was guns. a poke of stop, by the way. Which yeah, they yeah. was the bar there. Yeah. I'm just like,
4: yeah, yeah they so, the kids. There are a few that are weird because there are a <laughs> few a that point. are um like around this neighborhood are gated apartment communities that you can't get to unless you live in that apartment complex. So, like, that's kind of weird. Yeah,
5: and so, like, the ones... So, I try to go to that barbecue place, and you actually get very close, because most of them have a pretty good radius of, like... Yeah, you don't have to be, like, right in front of it. Usually, Yeah. Yeah, There's one I can get from
7: my apartment, like, in my room.
5: Yeah, and... I had to go, like, really far to the rest, like, really close to it to get to the two that were in there. And it was just kind of awkward. And I was like, don't think I'm weird. I just need a max revive. <laughs> alone? Please. Yeah. yeah. And
1: you don't have to be right on top of the Pokestop, which I think you guys have said. You can be across the street or you could be within a certain vicinity. One yeah. thing that was unclear is that underneath your avatar that shows up on a map, everything's displayed to you like some kind of a GPS, but you're not allowed to really scroll in every direction because they don't want you to use it as a GPS. I think they just want you to kind of be aware of what's nearby, um, is that the circle of Underneath your character will sometimes expand very wide, and so yeah. you're able to yeah. reach a uh, Pokestop it's fairly quickly. Fair. And then there are others where it's very small. The only other weird thing I have with exploring, by the way, the weirdest bugs I have have been happening downtown. Now, this is a field test. So, of course, the nature of bugs is, is absolutely something that happens with these things. But, like, to see my avatar guy running around the bus <laughs> station yeah. block because the GPS could not find where I was was really weird. Like, I was yeah. like, and I just kept getting Pokestops and kept running by a gym, but I couldn't challenge it because I never stayed there long enough to yeah. do it. So there was that.
7: Yeah, like, uh, the GPS is weird because you can't, like, move it. So, uh, like... I don't know. It was weird. like I didn't always know. Am I going the right direction? I imagine someone who's not from there might be like, "Wait, is it on this side of the street?" Is it on this Sometimes side of the street? my character would walk backwards. Yeah. I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm but going I, this
3: way. Exactly. Yeah. I do
7: think like. It was really valuable for me because, um, having gone to school in, in, where I live, um, and I've lived there since I went to school, it's, it's really cool to see a different side of that town, like of that city because, um, I'll walk around and like I can go to the campus and I'm like, oh, they changed that building, they changed that building. And I hadn't done that since I left school, you know? Or I walked on a street I don't normally walk on and I found this beautiful church. Like, I, that's what I liked about it is the Pokestops encouraged me to go out of my way, not in an annoying way. Like, I wasn't taking crazy detours. I mean, I could have if I wanted to, but it was more like, oh, I get to go see this Beautiful, lovely church that has this like heartfelt display outside of it. Well, and
1: I think yeah. that's part of it too, right? It did feel like a a reason to go outside and get a little exercise, yeah. but there was a game tied to it. The only other thing I'd heard of that had a sort of a gamified health and fitness angle, and not to say that's what this was going for, but I heard of this app where you're listening to a soundtrack Zombies of red. a zombie apocalypse, and red. every red. once in a while you got to pick up the pace or you're going to get eaten, which is roughly it, I think. And I was yeah. just like, wait, what? <laughs> <There's> <laughs> so a yeah, that was right.
7: Podcasty things on me's but Yeah, uh,
1: but uh, yeah. but that was basically the idea and I was like, oh, that's that's cool, but this got me walking and, and just exercising and learning a lot more about where I, I live.
7: I literally stopped to smell a rose. Oh, that's so really cute. Yeah.
1: Poetic. I love it. Yeah. I love it very much. Alright, cool. One
7: final note. Yeah.
5: If you're driving around and trying to get Pokestops or on public transportation, it does not work because you're probably moving too fast and once you get out of range it will not let you collect it. That, yeah. That's yeah. important yep. to know. Yep. Yeah.
4: yeah, It works for, like you were saying earlier, like If you have even a split second to see a Pokemon, you can get one toss-off, and if you're really lucky and get it from that, you can still catch it, even if you're, like, a mile down the road, theoretically. But, yeah, Pokestops, you have to kind of linger.
1: Yeah, no, mm-hmm. good point. All right, so then let's head over to Battle. Uh Battle is probably the thing that Andrew liked the most, I think, yeah. of this app. And I, the only place that
4: Battling exists is at gyms. I feel like Battling is weirdly the thing that is probably the most unique to Pokemon Go in some kind of weird way because, mm-hmm. obviously, even in core Pokemon games, you're still collecting, you're still stopping by town centers and buying things, and there's, like, kind of versions of all of that, and obviously gym battles are, are mm-hmm. sort of similar, but the battles themselves are much more specific to mobile, I think. There's... They don't, they're not turn-based, you're not really learning moves, you're not even really doing, uh, worrying about weakness and stuff the way you would. I mean, yeah. I, I think you are. It's I think still, there it are still there, weaknesses. But, yeah, there's yeah, still that. Still
5: effective but you
4: only have that. two moves, so it's not like you can, like, really... And, and that was the only thing, you can switch Pokemon, but I was confused about how. And I've only done two gym battles, so mm-hmm. I, this is actually something that you guys can probably speak a little better to, but, like... The the basics of it's it, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, like it. It's not
7: good. don't I mean, it's very
4: <laughs> simplified. It's basically you have two moves. One of them is that you can tap and um and the battles are real time. They're not turn based. So you can tap and use kind of your weaker attack, or if you hold, you're essentially charging up your stronger special. attack. Yeah, And attack. that's the one that tends to be more of like the weakness oriented, yeah. like use but that electric.
5: Only charges as you do your basic attack. Yeah, yeah. So once that charges, which is different for every Pokemon, mm-hmm. then you can use it too. Do your tech. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so then, uh, talk about your gym experience.
5: Yeah. So, um, changing Pokemon was a hassle. Yeah. Um, so because it is real time, you don't have a second to stop and change. So, like, you're risking your Pokemon's life <laughs> if you're changing. So, yeah. it's like really hard. It's like this one's getting too low. It's oh, this is not optimal. It's yeah. like, well, it's probably going to get wrecked while you're trying to change it, so yeah. good luck. Yeah. Um, also, the dodging system is kind of a thing, so you just, like, swipe, and yeah, all you can your dodge. Pokemon can go either way. But it feels really bad. Like, it doesn't – I didn't only really did a few effective dodges, mm-hmm. and
1: – Yeah, it, it wasn't like your average QTE sense. where you know, okay, my window is coming up, or even take something, take something that's very timing-based, like, I don't know, like a Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix or something, where, like, you know where the beat is that you have to look for in a song – in, in battles, it wasn't clear when was the right time to swipe and move. It, it just didn't seem very clear. Yeah,
5: there's not very good animation cues, which is alright, but it just felt like the dodgings that I did because I just like constantly dodge and just didn't feel effective. Yeah.
4: Yeah, when I was trying to do it, I normally screwed it up, and I did, like, three by mistake, though. When I was trying to hold down to activate a move, I actually kind of swiped it awkwardly and that mm-hmm. dodged, which yeah. is
1: really weird. So I'm hoping it's just uh, a result of being a field test and not okay. having, like, all the tutorial pieces in place to kind of teach us how it was supposed to work, which I'm not sure one way or the other whether it was, but it did feel uh, really simple and and it very different I think the thing that may have rubbed some of us the wrong way, too, is that it is the only way to battle in the field test. So, like, you know, picture a world full of trainers where everyone's carrying around a roster of Pokemon on their phone, but you can't challenge another person in real time. That doesn't seem to be part of Pokemon Go yet, and it's something that we'll get to later, we hope will be a part of this, because that's kind of a fun part of the game, right? We locked eyes, and it's like, get your phone out, yeah, let's like do this. Yeah, it's time yeah. to go. I've, yeah. only,
7: I've only done that in real life with 3DS once, and that was really cool. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah I mean, like, the other thing is, like, I, I couldn't practice. I practiced, actually, at a gym far away from stuff, and then I went uh, kind of closer to where things are, And one of the gyms is, like, this pizza place, and it's in the middle of the street, and I can't just stop there. And, like, so uh, there were things that bothered me uh, about that setup where I can't, like, it's not like I'm challenging in a... I, I just really wish I could challenge people and, like, get used to the battle system. And before I go to someone, like, some of the gyms near me were... Crazy strong, it's and really they not exactly
5: in the best place. Well, like what of, what I of, mean. yeah, yeah, like one of mine was like by a highway entrance, mm-hmm. and like, there was no good way to like just stand around. So I just kind of like got by a crosswalk and kind of got in the corner. I just was, like, was so like, yeah, this in, in my head, here. and I'm
4: like, "What?" It was what? also I mean, really um, dark, and I was just yeah. like, "Oh, that's God, the scary thing." Is me. like you're like, "Oh, I wander under a street I never go down." There was a beautiful church, but it's like, "Oh, I wandered down a street I never go down," and I got shot. Like it's like it's like you think about. I mean, I didn't. I'm saying hypothetically, like. It is uh, worth thinking about like where this stuff is. And I think the battle system is weird to me because I mean you started this by saying it's Mm -hmm. the thing I like the most. It's more that like the battles themselves aren't really what I like. It's sort of the break in monotony is what I like. Because I think for me, like I love Pokémon games. I've played every core Pokémon game yeah. except Black and White. But That's I um okay. I always like I never complete the Pokédex. Like for yeah. me it's more about like that RPG stuff and picking my party and loving them up really high and taking on the hard stuff. So this game like the collecting stuff is fun, yeah. but like the idea of battling and taking over gyms is kind of more of my alley. I just wish, like you're saying, that you could do it more. Like, I wish, even if it was against bots or just something.
1: Yeah, and I think I think as part
4: of the field test, they
1: wanted you to just throw yourself at the mercy of a gym. But I think that when you encounter some of these gyms that the Pokemon are that powerful, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a turnoff. So I did take a gym. I I walked far enough and found one that I was like, okay, this looks safe. I could (laughs) probably take this one. And uh, my first gym battle ended in defeat because... Apparently, it seemed to be a one-on-one situation, and it wasn't clear to me that I had a party. That on the next gym battle, I actually had a, a roster of six, and I was able to swipe yeah, swap them in and out. that
5: happened to me, too. Like, I don't know what happened, but I only win with one Pokemon when you're supposed to have six.
1: Yes, that's what yeah. kept happening to me. So you can swap between them. So I set up six. I set up my first. Swap yeah. between several because the fight was continuing. Um, but the minute a Pokemon fades, so when I had the one-on-one battle on my Pokemon fainted, the the gym run was over. Like it's yeah. like okay, you you failed. That's it, and you, you'd have to use the revive to wake up the Pokemon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, whereas the second time, I had my party of six, and I went through two, and I just blazed through all three, and I stayed there to take over that spot until I took it from the red team, and then put my own Pokemon there in its place. And that's where this weird metagame sort of changes too, because you're depositing one of your Pokemon as a gym leader there, mm-hmm. and the reputation of that po- of that gym will increase over time. But you don't want to get Give them a good one So yeah, that's the hard like, thing Like that was right? the hard thing it's for me I like, didn't want to give hey, up a give good up Pokemon Your
5: best friend supposedly if your strongest Pokemon happens to be your favorite yeah. then it's like hey you don't want to leave some, one of your weaker ones yeah. there. Yeah, like and you, you still can, own it, but... and it
1: shows up on your screen every day, and it'll be returned to you if it gets kicked out of the gym, which is possible. Yeah. But in the field test, it wasn't a really clear sign of which way that would go. Um, but that said, I, I did enjoy what I played of the battles. I felt like they were really simple, but I also felt like, okay, this is the only form of battle I see in this game, and so I'm okay with this. I just need more gyms that I feel like I have a chance with for me to really enjoy this. And right now, during the field test, I didn't have that, especially the one by – the the office, which is a yeah. yeah. terrifying gym. Yeah. Like, Niantic yeah. yeah. must have taken over that gym like a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah.
4: They're, all, like, the, <laughs> they're the, pretty strong. Even the lower level Pokemon in there, I mean, I say level, it's more the lower combat points Pokemon. Yeah, that's so. like how
5: you determine the strength yeah, of the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah there's no anyways. leveling
4: for your
1: Pokemon. You can strengthen them by powering them up, and you power them up by using candies, and the only way you get candies is by continuing to capture that type of yeah. Pokemon, yep. yeah, which also trainer, makes some of them feel disposable.
7: You have a level, and they have combat points, and and hit points.
4: And I think that as far as I saw, and correct me if you guys figured this out faster than I did, I think the levels are just to unlock sort of items and abilities for yourself rather than for like your strength or anything like Uh, that.
7: Yeah, and and I think, uh, I just realized this, um, it's also worth noting that you can join up with people to challenge a gym. That's right. So I think that might also have impacted our experiences. Like we yeah. couldn't all get together and, like, I mean, maybe if we went out right now and challenged that, and team, we could. I would stu- we'd and would we? That's what still Ingress
4: leave. is, right? I believe Ingress yeah, is. Yeah, no, you're having important people working together.
5: Of the first trailer, right? Is like yeah. a bunch yeah. of oh, right? New York, like we're all oh,
1: that was down. the raid, yeah, and that's yeah. that's still like they're super hush hush about where raids are, but that well, was what yeah. you're talking and about. And we should yeah. mention
4: the very first thing you do after you design your character and pick clothing and stuff is you pick a team, and there's there's right. four, I think three, three colors, four colors, colors, yeah, primary yellow. colors. So yeah. you pick, red, um, blue, like, <laughs> we're blue, and then I'm yellow, you're yellow, she's I'm red. red, yeah. So it's like we're good, yeah. but like we're going to take over the world exactly.
5: I
7: took over a blue gym. Oh, there. Not out. Where's, your, the, where's your neighborhood again? Uh, <laughs> the, the tour, um, the tour that you and I took. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're on separate teams. Oh I, wow! Yeah, and you can challenge a gym. You don't have to like take it over, but you can weaken the gym. Yeah, that you're, way. you're both weakening right. that gym. So That's yeah, so uh-huh. it's something that I think because right now uh, I could see myself playing this game without ever doing battle because mm-hmm. I do the hardcore ba- hardcore battle thing on 3ds. So I don't need. Yeah. I don't need another battle system to. That, like it's just not really my style. Um, oh, Seven hundred
1: Pokemon to catch again. I, you, yeah. you have plenty to I look forward to. Do <laughs> that
7: hardcore IV breeding stuff. I don't need. I don't need to, <laughs> to do it. Yeah. Uh, but I can see myself enjoying it a lot more and actually going out and challenging gyms if I could recruit like a couple people and be like, yeah, let's all go. To mention what we mean to take down a gym is like
5: your each gym level has prestige that you can train, so you can go to, take your Pokemon and battle your Pokemon that you've stationed at a gym. And raise the level of the gym by just like defeating your Pokemon, which is really weird. Yep. But enemies can go, and if they defeat the trainers that are there, then you lower the procedure. You prestige have to lower enough. it to zero yeah. in order to take it over, and so yeah. it could be like up to two thousand. You only lower it like. Maybe a few hundred every time. So you get yeah, that that's... Pokemon
1: back? Yeah, you do. Yes. Okay. I, I mentioned earlier, you don't get it back until it gets kicked out of that gym. Yeah, yeah. So that's it, how
5: it just was... appears that's... back
1: in your inventory. So or... It's always on your screen. It just has an icon of a gym over uh, okay. to the like the left. Of it. So
4: you don't have but, to yeah. physically go back to that gym to get it? Like, no, okay. you do not. No, uh, you never do. And if Pokemon.
1: you have Pokemon <laughs> that you install that gym, so let's say you find a gym that only had one Pokemon, you're able to add yours to that list, uh, you're able to ask for a defender bonus every day that that Pokemon is still yeah. at that gym so every morning I wow. wake up and I get some XP for doing that and I get some some.
4: I don't know if that might be also tied to the money like I'm not sure that's really cool currency. I wonder what the range is I wonder if I'm like if I'm on vacation in New York and I do that I and think, then, uh, always I think get it you would yeah because it's as just GPS yes, yeah, yeah. that shouldn't really cool. be hard uh, yeah uh-huh. Yeah, no, and it's it's uh, overall like
1: it it's a pretty solid performing app. I mean we had a few bugs, you know, we saw a few things, no, no GPS was found, for. but this not is not what field tests are for.
7: Horrific, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. it was pretty smooth sailing. Just a couple there were like visual bugs that didn't affect like sometimes <laughs> yeah. the pokeball would disappear. Yep.
5: Um, this to was me a a few
7: yeah, a couple times. Um but I would still end up catching the Pokemon and I would get the gotcha at the bottom yeah. and I'd be like, oh, okay, the AR thing just messed it up a little yeah. bit, but it's not a big deal. So
1: the weirdest thing I've run into though, in areas with low signal, which is where I'm at in the East Bay, signal strength is terrible. It is so bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I ran into a problem where, on a block where there was only one signal node left, and I love how you guys are playing Pokemon Go now. Stop! Um, (laughs) um, We're going to wrap (laughs) up soon, I promise. Um, I ran into this problem where I was trying to catch Pidgeotto, and it was in the middle of the animation, and everything froze because GPS was struggling to keep up. And I wish that the app would settle that itself. I don't know what's happening there. So I'm not going to pretend or play backseat game designer or know what's happening. But I do know that it bugged out to the point where I had to close the app. But then luckily when I opened it again... For whatever reason, I caught that Pidgeotto, so I was happy about that. It had a happy ending, but it was a weird situation of like, oh, what's going to happen? I don't know. I do love that feeling
4: of when you missed one and then you get it. It's like, oh, like it was the one that got away. Yeah, they tease you a little bit. I saw a
1: Taurus around the office, and then it kept getting away. And then at the bus, all of a sudden, oh, I got you. That's it. Caught. So then what do we want to see for the future? Pokemon Go, we've played it for a couple days now. We definitely need to spend a little bit more time with Battle, it sounds. But overall, what what are some things we want to see down the line?
5: Sorry. Yeah, not yeah. The only one. Yep. Um, my, That's the my biggest one. The biggest thing actually is not trading, but more of like spending time with your Pokemon somehow. Yeah. Because, like, this <gasps> Pokemon is. me. You have your Pokemon in your pocket, but, like, well, I can't. I can just look at them, but not interact with them. I can touch, like, tap it and they'll make their, their cry, but. That's it?
4: And there's already been a Pokedex app on iOS that did that. Like, that's the weird thing. Like, I like, like, yeah, that Pokemon to me idea of, like, being able to, like, make them happy. Or, like, yeah. even if you could raise one CP a day by just being cute to them or something but, like, would be a you know, cool idea.
5: them yeah. or yeah. something. Like if Taking you photos
4: find- if you want to take photos yeah, like in real locations yeah. with that's them. That's such a yeah. big thing,
5: too, is, like, we have this AR, and, like, I can't take photos of my Pokemon in my apartment Cause I've already caught them, so that's Pok- it.
4: Poké selfie, yeah. yeah, Like a
5: Pikachu sort of hanging out. On or the just me, Tomo, other but- Pikachu plushes. Yeah. <laughs> like,
4: it would be awesome if they put like the Me Photo stuff from Me Tomo into Pokemon Go, exactly. where it's like you can go to your Pokedex and you can kind of like position them on like an either an AR background or in, like a. Still, image background from your phone yeah. that'd be cool.
1: Yeah, try something like that just to increase that sort of activity. Yeah,
7: yeah, that's really that's a really good idea. Yeah, so interaction just... aspect, the shareability of like be... taking a picture with them. Yeah, yeah. I also I feel
1: like that's also sorry because you said yeah. shareability, but uh sort of Twitter or Facebook or some kind of integration. I feel like that's also a missing thing. I feel like some games that tend to either. Be something that correlates to real world, or just something that you feel comfortable sharing on either Facebook or Twitter. Like it's very cool to be able to just toss that out there through the app itself. And so far, the field test version didn't have any of that. Yeah, it's games same. are I mean, very social today. I right. feel right?
4: word bringing yeah. it up again, but Be Tomo is that perfect example of like yeah. you you take a me photo and you share it on Twitter, and it's like a yeah. funny
5: little cute I thing. Just, I want to be closer to my Pokemon. I think like that's what you get through a bunch of battles and stuff over the course of a game. Is like mm-hmm. even newer ones have like ways you can interact with your Pokemon. Um, just like just something so that I can care for them a little bit more than
7: aside from just like going to a gym and like, well, here I'm gonna throw you at it. Okay, bye. Yeah, like, like right now, uh, so. you know, I caught uh, a bunch of pidgeys like you did, Andrew, and like I just ended up transferring them all to the professor because I was farming. You get like pidgey candies, like you get like these candies that help you power them up and stuff. Oh. So I was just. They were, like, somewhat disposable, Mm -hmm. which is not at all all how I treat every Pokemon I catch. I nickname, like, I do not treat. Like, your babies. Yeah. Even
1: your your first hour Pokemon that you're not going to have at hour 20 or 30. I nickname
7: every Pokemon Mm -hmm. that isn't a repeat that I'm catching or breeding. Okay. Um, So, like, every first Pokemon I catch um, of a a species I nickname. So, that felt more impersonal. I would also like to see that, and an aspect of, like... Here's me with my Clefairy in my apartment that I cleaned. Like, yeah,
4: you know? and I, I think she, what I'm, <laughs> I think what's missing from it is sort of that sense of like identity and this is mine part of it, which is like I would love to be able to when I'm home I can like. Put a pin down, and that's home base. And like, if I'm at home base, then like I can train battle. I can um really like cool. Pokemon yeah. Center style recover everybody. Well, or think like. of
1: them uh, transfer to an idea they tried uh, at least on on both uh, GBA and 3DS, but secret bases. Yeah, secret yeah. bases. Ended up happening. Um, yeah, and and you know when we had our Pokemon tour, Niantic made it clear that there is sort of a, a pipeline for this. Personally, I think that what we played in the field test was something that you see in the app world called uh, MVP, like a minimum viable product. Just sort of trying different ideas and having something to ship that then you're going to grow and add Mm -hmm. features to. And they made it very clear to us that there's a a roadmap for this thing. As Even in our office, our our app team has a roadmap for the IGN app, for example. And so something like trading is already on that list. But something like trainers battling each other, I've never heard them talk about that. Mm -hmm. So I do hope that uh, something like that is being considered. but. You can't help but notice, uh, or at least I can't, and I'm sure you guys would agree with this, that they are deliberately going a very different route from the 3DS experience, the, sure. the Nintendo device experience of Pokemon. Um, and I think in some ways they're succeeding, but in others they're changing the rules in a way that I'm not sure I'm on board yet, but I'm curious to learn more yeah, after the yeah. steel test.
7: I'm open-minded. I think uh, it makes sense that they wouldn't want to just recreate the experience on on mobile that you can get elsewhere. Um I do think that one of the things they they stress to us is that this is like a get out and talk to people kind of social kind of goal they have that Niantic as a company has with the experiences they want to create. And it it just is weird to me that there isn't like a more shareable or more connection aspect.
4: Look at the most recent commercial for Sun and Moon. (laughs) Like the way you do the social stuff is the trading and the battling.
7: Yeah, and and so I think the sharing on social or taking pictures and then also not yet having trading are two big misses.
1: Yeah, but just in mind that commercial i mean the one thing that i feel has happened as a result of this app is that we have all been talking a lot more about it like yeah. Yeah. we've had, had this, this, this very today. long yeah text message chain yeah. where we're sending photos yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah there was andrew, a good time
7: andrew named the thread and put emojis in the name that's how much we've been talking <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: yeah no and it's been like since saturday it's just been photo photo i saw this i saw that i so, got this and yeah. it was just this cool thread of things of stories we're sharing with each other i feel
7: yeah, I, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe just not the game sharing. needs to
1: do more of it, but we, the social side is definitely there. The
7: quieter side of sharing, rather than blasting it out on on Facebook or Twitter. Not that there's a problem with that, but just a different kind of sharing where yeah, it's, it's a like, personal, like, uh, like an player, interpersonal. Player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um,
4: and it's weird because that's standard now, even in console games. Like, yeah. let alone like on mobile games, especially standard. But like even from Miiverse or from an Xbox One or from PS4, PS4 yeah. like it's so easy. Yeah. to do Yeah, but this, so.
1: Pokemon games are still dodging that. Like even sure. Pokemon X and Y and Pokemon. Mega movie Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire, Meverse integration is not putting up screenshots and telling your experience. They're very much still like, we want yeah, you to not really
4: get things like away. There's even more of a reason for this to do it because, like, like again, it, it is, is a overseen separate. by the same people who that's are true. instituting those rules, so yeah. I
1: almost yeah. wonder, is that a Pokemon company thing, or is that a Niantic thing? I'd yeah. be curious. I, I would guess like it's not a Niantic thing. Not yeah. wanting yeah.
7: kids to encounter things they shouldn't. Sure, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. always the uh, concern, right? Which is, Yeah, I mean, I understand that, but also I get frustrated because I'm like, I'm not a kid. I can <laughs> yeah. handle
4: it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could do safeguards. Transmitus. You could do I safeguards know. where it's like, if you tweet a picture, it has to be with a static background that's preset or something, so it's like, at least it's baby steps where there's not going to be, like, someone naked in the background or something. <laughs> or like. put that power
1: in parents' hands so they can yep. at least make those calls for that kid because they're ultimately, ultimately the gatekeeper responsible, yeah, which I feel you, like that's yeah. part of that responsibility. You have to responsibility. put your
5: age and stuff. So, I mean, it does have those rules, but anyone can put whatever age, Yeah, you know, no, to be yeah,
1: and And I think uh, that's just standard. That? Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. People
5: Maybe lie on the internet? 12-year-old me. <laughs> 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 Yet 13. <laughs> Stay
1: <laughs> Coming well, out. Next year. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think overall, though, uh, this has been a great, great conversation with highs and lows, but I feel like overall, we, we've been satisfied. Yes. we had a good time. Oh, I'm Fine.
7: excited for it to yeah. like launch officially. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. I don't want to let it go. I know. Don't yeah, we're losing me. all of our progress. That's why, that's why I didn't go my out more. On. I didn't go out more because I was like, I'm going to lose it, and I'm going to go real hard when it comes out officially. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to lose all of my progress. I'm going
1: to do the inverse. It's going to come out, and I'm going to take it slow this time and just like, ah. I found this. Look how cool. And you guys have like a hundred Pokemon. I'm like with two. Yeah, I'm
7: like, I caught Mew. And yeah. you're like, no, you didn't, you liar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, uh, thank you for listening to Nintendo voice chat. We are a weekly show on IGN. Thank you guys for coming on to, to join us and, and, to definitely make this, uh, more insightful. This has been a long episode. So quick things for you. Uh, number one, leave us feedback. Go head on over to iTunes and leave us a review or email us at NBC at ign.com. Uh, what else could they do? They can come they check can go out. to the YouTube channel, which yeah. is. Yeah, which we mentioned at the top of the show. Uh dot com slash Inside the wish a yep. Always yep. a good reminder to have that twice, uh, and then uh, come on over to IGN <laughs> and uh, check out what we make here. <laughs> Lastly, you can find all of the people in this room on Twitter. You can find Miranda Sanchez at
5: Have It Gross having It the cake
1: You can find Kelly Plagyi at
7: Inky Dojiko. I n k y d o j i k k o.
1: And you can find Andrew
4: Gofar at Garfep. With a P at the end. I have like a cute. A, That's P-A-R-F-E-P. not cute. I just spelled it wrong when I was a kid. And you can find
1: myself, Jose underscore Otero, on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening, watching. We will be back next week with more. Nintendo